never, ever, ever trust a lady from the lake in every <laughs> horror movie. Dry <laughs> women only. That's the rule. Of the lake. No, no that's a good tip. Exactly. All she does is pull you in the lake and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> or don't sirens, or having you crash your ship upon the rocks and dragging it. Women in water them. don't trust them. No, exactly. In history, I'm <laughs> not saying away. nowadays. If there's a girl in jet ski that wants to take you out, go for it. Even but then, go. actually, especially then, double so. <laughs> like the jet ski. Yeah, this one chick drives by on the dock on a jet ski. Why don't you hop on? That's more of a trap than a siren. You be careful of that. <laughs> but have you ever been on a jet ski? Anyone? Nope. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Podcasts. We're your hosts, Dylan and Joe. Welcome, everybody. Keep your spell books wide open. Put your hats where they belong, probably on your head, unless you're the servant and not the master. And keep it where it belongs. You sweep that floor. What are we talking about today, Dylan? Today, we're talking about wizards with. One of our newest and most famous renowned guests, Matt J. Watton. Say hi to everyone, Matt. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to talk about some wizardry tonight. Absolutely. Matt Thanks for coming on, expert. man. Matt is the leading expert that we know regarding wizards. Nice. So we couldn't think of anyone better to have on the podcast today for you guys. Wow. As you folks know, we only have experts on because we're not the experts. We have to have people on, you know, kind of prop us up. And Matt's just the guy. We've been playing phone tag for a couple of weeks, but we're so glad you made it for our 25th episode, Matt. That's Wizards. Welcome to the basement, brother. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's a good milestone, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see if we can't keep trucking to 30. (laughs) Yeah, so Matt, Matt, when did you first start getting excited about Wizards? When, When did this all start for you? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, that's actually pretty funny um i actually started at a very young age getting excited about wizardry and fantasy um my dad actually was super into um like computer games and he played a lot of fantasy computer games and um he had a D fantasy game called baldur's gate oh and i yeah. watched yeah that i watched him um as i grew up at about the age of 10 years old and i just loved the storyline i loved the characters and um i just loved the fantasy aspect of it so actually i first got into just really having an interest in just all things wizardry because late at night i would actually sneak on because i wasn't actually allowed to play this game i was only allowed to watch it um and i would play this game and it was super fun it was set in the DD world and um, the first character I actually became was a wizard um, because in, D- in the D&D world, you can choose like, yeah. any type of class. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought it was so cool that you could just kind of create any sort of, um, I don't know, elements or anything with your mind, which was really cool. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I started was just uh, at the young age of just sneaking on and 
playing computer games late at night. Hell yeah, man. We knew you got in trouble. That's why we had you on. <laughs> yeah, I like about you. you. This is going on the internet, so your, your dad's going to find oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's going to find out about this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, can you fill in, uh, I was going to say, fill That's pretty in cool, though. List. You've been a wizard for life this whole time. even from Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. first time you ever had the chance to choose what kind of person you want to be in that world, you go, I'm a wizard. Oh, yeah. I'm a magic yep. user. <laughs> magic. Sorry, what were you going to say, Dylan? Oh, I was going to say, um, I was going to try to lie through my beard or teeth and say, <laughs> I was going to ask Matt to fill us in on what D and D means um, to, for our listeners. Oh, but, uh, oh yes. actually mean for me. Worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. So it's short for Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. And oh, Dungeons and Dragons so. is uh, start off as books or video games. Um, books originally board, 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 right? board game, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it started off as a board game. And uh, I remember my, my dad used to say that, uh, my my dad's mom used to think it was literally witchcraft like so he would oh that might come up later but yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so dungeons and dragons and it's set in the forgotten realms which is a uh i guess you'd call plane uh in the dungeons and dragons world so nice yeah. there we go Shit. joe do you have any do you have any experience of wizards before this yeah, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of wizards ever since I started learning about fantasy and things like that. But the first wizard I ever probably took interest in was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Tatooine. I know that's a space mm. wizard, doesn't really count as much, but that was I immediately was drawn to him and the idea of this wise old man. And then moving on to video games and, you know, movies like Lord of the Rings, I start to get really into like that whole concept. Usually when I'm picking my character in games like that, I don't usually go for the wizard because that's usually for like the second or third try. It's pretty tough to be a wizard. I mean, it takes a lot of uh, effort and learning and you have to figure out all these weird ways to act rather than just being the guy with the big giant sword and just whack people on the head is the easiest. Mm -hmm. The path mm -hmm. of the wizard is a little bit more nuanced. And as we go into what wizards are today and the history of them and shit like that, I think we'll realize that it's, it's the wizard isn't just the idea of using magic. It's the experience and the discipline of having to learn it. And uh, mm. sometimes people don't think that's very cool when you do shit like that and you end up looking like Dylan does right now well the interesting thing is uh on top of the wild insult from joe i mean Shots. my ladies i mean are magical firebolt fired <laughs> me and my ladies are not impressed um <laughs> oh yeah can, we, can you move so we can take, take a look at your your lovely uh druids or whoever you got going on sorry well we the thing i was gonna it. say because this this all relates to what matt said what you said is mm -hmm. um is that we're all coming from a little bit of a different perspective regarding wizards. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, so yeah, why don't you give us your two cents on it? Because I think you were, you were pretty averse to the topic when I first brought it up. You don't have a whole yeah, lot of history with yourself. I'm glad you asked. Cause I, um, um, <clears throat> never, never a big fantasy fantasy guy. Um, but what the ladies behind me are kind of expressing is paganism. Um, mm -hmm. And and wizards uh, stem all the way back to Egypt, but, but that's not pagan. But overall, I'm a pagan wizard today, and so are these are my pa pagan. Um, uh, there's a word. Apostles. Sure, we'll call them that. Nymphs. Um, yeah. So that, and then, and then another. Then my only other experience would be obviously video games and Skyrim, and mm -hmm. it was always yes. a level of intelligence that I was yet lacking at the time to be a really, really good uh, Skyrim player with magic. It was always mm -hmm. a little hard for me. 
but yeah, um, like I said, it's, so I think, it's a tougher way. It's a tougher path to tread, but when, but it's more reward. It, if you can do it, it, you're next level. I hated, uh, uh, versing people in every video game who were better at magic than me. Cause I typically right. went right for the more agile swords and stuff like that. So that would be hmm. my, my way of doing things. But, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my bad. Yeah. And, I, and I think that the more... agile sword is the coolest way to be. We'll get into it. See if we can't argue about how cool wizards are yet later in the podcast. <laughs> Matt, you will. We're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we each three of us say what a wizard is to us before I start droning on about the history of it, starting with, of course, its tradition, Egypt. Mm. What is a wizard to you guys? I, I thought of the most basic form of what I thought it was. It's just a blanket statement. And then you guys can maybe say what you, what more things you think of wizards. I thought of it, wizards are practitioners of magic, also known as sorcerers and magicians. Typically, they're old men with a robe and a long beard. But really, anyone can be a wizard. That's just generally what I think of, of a wizard is. And it's not um, solely based on a gender type. So not like a, a witches and warlocks thing. It's just a wizard. You know, you're a magic user. But I usually think of it as someone who has more experience, not like your first day. You're not a wizard. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? No, I agree. I, yeah, I think of someone that's definitely um, older, you know, like wise. Um, mm -hmm. The first thing wizard. that obviously comes to my head is definitely... Um, uh, just like an old guy with a beard, you know, that has otherworldly powers. Yeah. Um, but it can certainly be, you know, all gender types, in my opinion. Could be an old lady with a beard. Yeah, for exactly. <laughs> I don't know, Dylan, do you ever have any other ideas about wizards rather than that? I mean, that seems like a pretty generalized thing. What a so I don't have you any know? other ideas, but I do have it put into one word. Let's hear it. And that word is Gandalf. Mm, of course oh yeah he's, okay yeah guy. thank you i'm yeah. glad you brought that up yeah, it <laughs> is, he's, I mean. he's the wizard that i would go to he's everything that i thought a wizard was mm -hmm. and i do happen to think that i that a wizard is a male from birth um okay. and uh and yeah because there's once we get into different realms of things the women just have a different name for things they're kind of like the witch in the woods would be the equivalent of like the male wizard sure you go yeah. again older person typically gray hair we like the robe but they don't have to wear a robe and um have a, mm -hmm. a much wizard like you said stems from the word wise um someone who's all-knowing and ha through experience um aka gandalf um and that would be that would be uh that'd be what i'd think yeah i think that um, we'll talk about gandalf uh, um and also kind of look at the famous wizards at some point of course we have to but I think that it definitely on your point that he is like the archetype that many people have based their wizard ideas off of. I think things like Dungeons and Dragons and Skyrim and newer forms of media look to Gandalf. That is like the prototype wizard character. That's what a lot of people think of. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of past lore well before Lord of the Rings was written. But when people think of a wizard, they think of Gandalf the Gray. That's just the yep. way they think. Yep. He's, this, he's this gold standard or the gray standard of what a wizard is. 
Well, the gold standard I've heard is Merlin, but I guess we'll debate that. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. So let's, I want to hash out the details in the real world before we get into the full fantasy world, because this is an mm. educational, edutainment podcast, of course. It's very nice. little laughs. It's mostly facts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hit the jingle. So practicing magic is the main archetype of what a wizard is. You got to practice magic. You're not a wizard. Then you're just a scary old man in the woods, which is going to happen to me in about 40, 50 years from now. So that comes um, in the past of humanity. It's been around forever. Like we talk about all the time. Ancient Mesopotamia is the first place we see um, the practicing of magic. They used to use magic or rituals in defense against demons and ghosts. Another idea that's been around, you know, in perpetuity when humanity started they believed that magic could be used for good or evil and they did believe in sorcery so even at that time that's particularly enough they do believe like sorcerers and wizards could exist and people could learn these powers uh, the ritual that they performed a lot of the time was called serpu also known as burning or also known as the least popular night of the round table <laughs> i didn't even write that i just thought that right now <laughs> so stupid <laughs> um so that what they would do in that process was they would transfer all of their guilt for misdeeds another trope that we still even do today in ritual and they would put all those things into a, a tuft of wool or an onion they take all the negative things they've done they transpose that onto an object and then they would burn it all to purify themselves of their guilt their misdeeds their sins and things like that and they'd use an incantation bowl and a mix of ingredients that is uh, still used a lot with magic practices and things like that today. You have the bowl, all the ingredients, you know, double bubble, toil and trouble, that whole thing. So that goes back even to the cradle of civilization in Mesopotamia. As long as humans have been around, they've been practicing magic, which means the earliest wizards were some of the earliest people in civilization. You ever heard of, you ever heard of magic that old, Dylan? I certainly have. Everything happens to go back to Mesopotamia and, uh, Egypt and Babylon and all these other places. It's where everything we talk about starts. Yeah, no matter what subject we bring up each week, we brought up anything and then it's immediately what happened? Oh, Egypt. It, like yep. they, they, they got the first dibs on everything just because yep. they were born earlier. It's exactly. And, and, um, <laughs> and I want to have a little open discussion on one sentence. Please. That's all right with everybody because this is freaking hilarious. So um, there are a couple different stories coming out of Egypt from like the court of Khufu and other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, one thing is, <laughs> it was written, it's in Berlin, Germany right now in a museum. And it's called the, the Westcar Papyrus. Has anybody ever heard of this? No, I have not. No. Okay. All right. So there's a couple different topics on there. And then one tale specifically tops, talks about a wizard. Um, and it's in a museum. And this is all it says. An unarmed scribe used magic to make a wax crop crocodile for the purpose of catching the man whom his, his whom his wife was having an affair with why go okay. straight to crocodile <laughs> so like, he used magic to make a wax crocodile because although <laughs> that might be very difficult to do i don't think you need magic to make a wax crocodile i don't know yeah, it's, it's like you make a real crocodile appear that'd be magic <laughs> that's what i was thinking and 
but this is no, this is true. just the way this is the way it's written and this is just, you need magic to that i don't know i mean maybe he just appeared basically let's just say a fake crocodile but where did he put the crocodile i mean why would you make a fake crocodile to catch someone who's like with your wife uh, maybe he put it, he put it in the uh, foyer and thought it would scare them away when they came home from their escapades together. I can't imagine maybe. how that would help. <laughs> or hopefully, I'm thinking that he created some cool scenario like, "Hey, it's me. I'm gonna be." We can't text back then, but like, "Hey, I'll be- <laughs> <laughs> for some time after." They didn't even have be- paper, as you said. It was written on papyrus. <laughs> like, I'll be in my bed. Oh, yeah, no. She wrote him a letter. I'll be in my bed under the covers. Come get me. And then she, the guy opens it, and it's a crocodile, and he screams and runs away. I'm hoping <laughs> it jumps out like a snake out of a can. Got yeah, you. Yes. Yep. I'm hoping <laughs> adulterer with the wax. Crocodile. Adulterer. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> that's wacky. But yeah, in, in the same tradition, you know, years later, Egypt did the exact same thing. They started practicing magic themselves. They thought that magic was personified by their god, Heka, and high priests and peasants alike would perform magic. So it wasn't a, you know, solidarity uh, thing in Egypt that you could actually have to be important enough or high-born enough. I mean, they had the high priest doing rituals to the gods, and they had people in their own hovels, you know, doing slave work that were still doing magic themselves. It wasn't completely cut off from the poorer folks, which in the future of magic practice that it definitely would be, or at least from people who were not deemed worthy of being able to practice things like that. So they believed in the, in the duat, which is uh, basically their afterlife, otherworld, underworld kind of deal. And they had something called the book of the dead, which people will recognize now as uh, in, in things such as evil dead as the Necronomicon. Uh, but their book <laughs> of the dead <laughs> is a collection of spells and incantations intended to assist the dead on their journey to the duat. So you can already see two things that are magic using that are a lot of religious overtones we think of now. First of all, taking your your guilt and your misdeeds away and offering them up to the afterlife and then taking, you know, steps to try to make sure that your loved ones that have passed away are going to have a safe journey to the afterlife, which is another way of practicing magic and ritualistically, even in, back in Egypt there. Hmm. No, it's fine. One of the things that um, I actually believe in, I mean, you you know, Joe, you know, I'm a practicing Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things we I do on Tuesday nights is um, we're studying the Old Testament and we're learning about Egypt. And we're learning about specifically right now, the 10 plagues of Egypt. And um, Ooh, that, that's, what, that's one of the heavy hitters of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's got to be mm-hmm. like on the list of things you got to talk about. Man, yeah, plagues. exactly. And I think one of the things that I find interesting um is uh you know in, in my practicing of it as a christian um you know god bestowed these um i don't know if you'd call them wizardly powers to moses um but abilities that he was able to perform in front of pharaoh um and it's recorded in the bible that you know some of these court priests could perform some of these these um i guess powers that moses was performing but not all of them you know um, so that's, that's something that I think was, was quite interesting as I'm learning through this, um, this passage in uh, the old Testament, you know, yeah, that's because, an ancient wizard right there doing things yeah, like exactly. turning your staff into a snake. 
Yes. I mean, that's some yeah. wizard stuff right there, if I ever. Yeah, no, you went to Catholic school. You know the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple of stories, yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah, we reference the Old Testament like almost every podcast because there's so much interesting stuff in it. Yes. In exactly. comparison with other scriptures of the same time, which happen to all tell a very similar story. There's yeah. a lot there that needs to be studied more. And we, we feel the same completely. Yeah. I find it very fascinating. There's a lot of prophetic um, things in the Old Testament that I find interesting. Besides yeah. just the prophets, you mean? There's yes. a lot of those. In their ability 2,000 years ago or more, and more, to be able to fully understand the perils and uh, the perils of society and human behavior mm. that applies mm. directly to today's day with even most things down to cell phones is pretty mind-blowing. Because most of the time, as, we, as you guys know, we talk about ancient things a in the yeah. old testament is the one of the few recordings of the ancient times back then so it's it's something so yeah having sure. wizardly powers of moses like separating the, the the waters there in the red sea dead sea red sea dead sea yeah yeah red sea red sea, yeah. red sea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> etsy <laughs> no no not etsy <laughs> and um yeah it's 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 something so like one of the things that really got me interested once I started listening to a couple of things a couple of days ago about wizards and stuff like that is how much this stems from reality or from history um, mm. that, that made what we think of wizards today is that this, these people, this was somebody's whole life that it was spent mm. doing stuff like this. Yeah. I think that's interesting. As far back as you can see. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting in that way. So right now, I just a fucking elder in my neighborhood or community that you could just go to with all your problems. They'd be like, do this. And you go, thank you. All right. And then you yeah. do it. And Drink this blood and have this like incense in it, light it on oh, fire. Even easier. Spin around actually, three times and blow the whistle and then all your problems are gone. Who I was thinking of Gandalf. I was thinking of Gandalf, but that's even better, Joe, is that you have really sophisticated uh, human problems relationships work fucking yeah. all this other shit money whatever universal problems and, and they are. don't they don't just go yep. this is what you have to do they go here drink this <laughs> and it goes away but easy done great. i would pay a million dollars that i don't have a million dollars but that'd be great but you would, yeah. beauty beautiful thing just here drink this you're gonna feel like you know you might not even feel like shit just drink it and it'll be oh it'll be good great Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it truly helps people a lot of the time, especially back then, people were fully invested. I don't know how much of that has to do with the placebo effect or really buying in. Because I mean, if people are totally in and believing in something, especially in a whole group of people, it can have real physiological differences in yourself. And if you have real ailments, uh, there's some ways that it can solve that through your body willing it to go away. But a lot of times, I think that people would have psychological issues or interpersonal issues. And as long as you can follow the ideas of these wise people it might help you out i mean maybe if you drink you know whatever uh, eye of newt and you know alcohol uh, what's just called uh frankincense or whatever you have in there it might not actually help you uh get along better with your wife but if you believe it is and you're taking the advice for it in some sense it is working and i don't know if that's magic or not but results speak for themselves when they do and that all being said, uh, I don't know if either of you own frankincense and myrrh, but there's a reason. No, just why. gold. Just oh, gold. No, I, have, I have some frankincense. You do have frankincense? <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, my mom's an ambassador for uh, Young Living. It's an oil 
essential oil companies. So yeah, we have some frankincense and uh, yeah, That's it's really fantastic. good for you. Dylan, it's what do you really think the odds skin. were that we're going to have frankincense? <laughs> I thought it was probably zero. I don't know. Cause I don't know what they put in the, the incense at, uh, in church and stuff like that. But I do know I have frankincense and myrrh in one thing that I got from Whole Foods and it is, I wear it all the time. It's one of my favorite smells. I understand. It's like the first time I had a cigarette ever in my life. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, I'll give it a shot. I took a rip and I was like, I 100% understand why people smoke cigarettes and die from this. Like, like after oh, I get it. Right? I get it. Yeah. 100% got it. And then same thing. I'm like, well, why did, why did they give Jesus frankincense and myrrh? And then I put it on at Whole Foods and I was like, yes. <laughs> this is why. Sense. This is exactly why. <laughs> yeah. This smells awesome. I get yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, also, at the time, it was a lot harder to get those things. You couldn't just go to Whole yes, Foods. Yes, it was very expensive. <laughs> didn't have Whole Foods back then? You can't just go to Whole Foods. Uh, I don't think so. a wonderful world we live in now. You can just stroll right by the grocery store, pick up some frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. Gold's still <laughs> difficult to come by. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Oh, it's awesome. So, for sure. um, so we're, at, we're at Egypt. We're at the Old Testament. What's next, Joe? Where are we going with this? Yeah, I figured I'd round out the history on uh, the part of history – when I start thinking of wizards, when I think of wizards, I don't think of Egypt, Sumeria. I don't think of any ancient thing like that. I think of the Middle Ages or yeah. medieval times, uh, the, the transition from the ancient world into what we now know is like a more globalized modern world. And that has to do with, um, you know, the classic tropes, the, the knights in shining armor, the castles, the wizards in the woods, uh, yep. the, all that kind of deal. And that started to come about, like I said, around, around medieval times. Um, uh, but again, we're gonna ha- they're gonna have to tie in a million times because as the world changes and as you know religion changes, things like practicing private magic don't become as popular. Mm-hmm. So with the growth of his- of Christianity mm-hmm. sweeping across of Western Europe and the old magics of each of these different nations that weren't really nations at the time, as tribes of people or societies, it starts to kind of butt heads with each other and kind of mm-hmm. it gets pushed underground or gets adopted by Christianity as part of the, the rituals to the time. That period is when they first come up with the idea of there being four elements of the world, which is a huge part of magic now, whether it's movies, video games, novels, or whatever. And those four elements being earth, wind, and fire, and water. <laughs> hit, the, hit the September. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, geomancy, hydromancy, aeromancy, and pyromancy, those four ideas that you could actually, you know, have control of these elements and change the world in that way, which they'd be doing whatever sciences at the time, a lot of times they'd say there's four natural elements of the world or the parts of the world that we can see with our eyes and hear with our ears, it's earth, wind, fire, and water. And I thought that always had a lot to do with tied in with magic, because now you think about magic and things like that, they're like, it's like uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, right, Matt? It's like, what, what one of those are you going to choose to use your magic oh, to yeah, use? exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> those are like the natural, uh, they call them bending in Avatar, but it's basically magic. It's whatever, you're going to use fire, yep. water, but what's your, what's your poison here? And uh, that actually leads us into uh, what we're going to talk about shortly, which is famous wizards, because that's when you start to hear like tales about people like uh, Merlin and Arthurian legend. And Arthurian legend's difficult too, because it, it, there's a lot of truths at the time in there and a lot of mythical uh, mm. ideas and wrapped up together. I, I've heard versions of Merlin being 
part of the uh, the Bretons that lived on the Isles at the time. They have the Roman Empire coming in and invading, and he's kind of one of these icons of these old wise men, you know, with woad on his face and having the old ways, more of a druid, someone mm-hmm. who's a wizard that uh, is synced up with nature rather than just, you know, uh, you know, bippity boppity boo, turn you into a frog deal, kind of like I am one with nature and I represent the the changing of the times. And as magic kept pushing forward and Christianity kept pushing forward and other societies and all kinds of modernism goes there, it keeps stuffing it down and down and down. And as we talked about in the podcast briefly, and as the future comes up, magic is all but set aside as an idea of paganism. It's bad, it's blasphemy. And it starts to be associated with actually not just anti-religion but actually pro the devil and satanism and that's when you start to see things like the uh the salem witch trials come up and it's not just the idea that you're practicing not the religion that we've set forth is that you're actively trying to harm people and you are accused of you know canoodling with the devil himself so you're gonna be put to death with that i can't imagine how many thousands of people were put to the sword or lit on fire because either they were trying to practice magic or they were accused of doing it and then you know, lights out for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and during that time, it was like, uh, you know, you hit, you hit on this, what, what you just said is that it was not quite, because I'm not talking about like the East, like Asia, but besides that, I'm talking about everything else. And it was- almost, The Western world. The Western world is almost binary. is either you're a soldier for Christ or you're a pagan. Like paganism encompasses everything else. Um, so if there was some, which is also- a little unstructured compared to having texts that are thousands of years old. This is cave paintings basically Mm -hmm. Um, and word of mouth. Um, So that's kind of what it was. So as people who were, you know, there might've been a lot of lost information or borderline technology due to the fact that things were categorized as paganism. And then once you came to the middle ages and further past that, like you said, it became the devil and was, it was the enemy and people died because of it. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of what our topic is today. I mean, this is what, wizards are they had things they um you know they performed exorcisms because they were spiritual and they had gone same thing you mentioned the four elements they use those to mm-hmm. encompass energy and rid people of spirits and this stuff and that's kind of that's really the bread and butter of our conversation yeah, the stuff they've been doing since uh ancient yeah Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because I feel like, you know, Merlin is such a paradoxical figure. I mean, he was the son of a demon. I don't know if you guys knew this, but he was the son of a demon. But tell us more. I want to know more about him because I don't really know. a whole. No, let's talk about Merlin right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, nice. So, yeah, he was the son of a incubus, which is the opposite of a succubus, you know, which is like a demon. And I guess, I don't know, attempts women. Female okay, women, yeah, because the succubus it draws their power from yes. seducing men and like taking yes. their energy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, so he had the other version. Yeah, so Merlin had powers from this incubus father, but he was portrayed as a servant of God, I guess, back in you know ancient ancient scripture. The first time he actually that, that should be you know not able to survive. I know exactly. That's why he's so paradoxical, I think, and he's such an interesting character. I mean, he's considered as, um, I mean, and you can you can tell me otherwise, but I think he's the first fictional wizard that it portrays in literature um, because he was, I, I have it written down here, it was written by 
Geoffrey of Monmouth, um, he actually wrote a book on the kings of England back in 1135, 36 or something like that. Um, and he was, he was credited as a, um, at first kind of just like this wise, kooky old man. Um, but he was considered the first fictional character, I guess, that was written in England back at that time, which is kind of interesting. And then he evolved, obviously, um, most famous as we know him today in the Arthurian legends, which I think he's the most interesting in those stories for sure. For sure. So, so even at the time in the 1100s, they were already writing about uh, the idea of Merlin and things like that. And I think that I would have to agree with you. I don't know much about um, writings from that time, but when we picture a wizard, although you might be able to find Egyptian texts of high priests performing rituals to gods and they're using magic, I wouldn't consider that a wizard in the way that we're talking about today. I think that Merlin probably is the, as you said earlier, the gold standard, you know, the <laughs> yes. cornerstone of what it means to be a wizard. Everyone else is just chasing that dragon. No, no pun intended, kind of. Well, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't really want to talk about uh, the history anymore. That's the boring part. I think that Merlin is a great uh, jump off right into uh, famous wizards. I mean, do you want to talk any more about Merlin? Because most people would know him not from reading the books of, uh, what is his name, Jeffrey O'Houlihan? Um, I mean, right now I'm reading The Once and Future King by T.H. White. Um, right. But the first contact I had with Merlin was from the old Disney movie. That's what I was going to say. The Sword in the Stone is the yeah. first time I ever heard of him. I think that's what most people would relate to uh, as, yes. as first finding out what Merlin is. The classic yeah. big, tall, pointy hat. and Yeah, the pointy classic. hat, yep, big beard. Yep. And uh, Magical. But I mean, obviously wise and knows a lot about sorcery, but it's not so like easy to get along with. Like part of the Wizards too is that they're mysterious and they're not so socially, they're not that silver-tongued devil in the uh, saloon who's like, who's like, hey, what are you going to tell you? They're, they're kind of a weirdo, you know, but they just, they know more than you think they know kind of deal. And Merlin always seemed like that to me. Is that kind of no. what you think about Merlin? No, exactly. And um, what I love about, uh, the, you know, the book that I'm reading now is, um, you know, he, he comes in and Arthur is obviously, he's um, he has a foster, you know, father. He doesn't know who his, his real father is. Um, because he was adopted and uh, Merlin comes in. And, oh, what if his uh, real father was an incubus too? And no, no, his real father was actually... oh no, your dad was demon too, dude. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I love that that Merlin has a um uh I don't know, I guess just like a hand in, in Arthur's life, his whole story. I mean, um he came in as his tutor. And he was able, what I, what I love about this book that I'm reading is he turns him into all these different animals because um, he knows that Arthur is obviously going to be king someday because he kind of orchestrates that with the sword and the stone and teaching him his ways. Yeah. Um, but he wants him to understand um, just certain things about um, different beasts, I guess, that he didn't understand at the time. And I thought it was really cool. Like he turns him into an ant so he learns the hard working um you know day of an ant and he turns him into a falcon and how they have like a a super cool society you know and i think it was really cool that he was able to show him different perspective of um things that not any normal human would um you know be able to understand i think that's what makes arthur a great king yeah being able to learn through abilities that you wouldn't normally have it's it's almost like <laughs> You could take it the two ways of this, this mythical character who is literally 
the son of an incubus and could change Arthur literally into an ant or a falcon or whatever. (laughs) But on the other hand, to take it to like more grounded in, you know, modern reality, it's almost like this man is teaching him the lessons he needs to learn by putting him in positions that he wouldn't normally be in. And that, you know, we'd never be able to learn another way to make you a better uh, king in the future. Yeah, exactly. Great. Little spoiler for things to come. I don't want to get here yet. I didn't have to do this, but it reminds me just a hair of a more modern day wizard named Rasputin. We'll get there. Rasputin. Rasputin. Um, but a wizard. we're not going to get there yet, so don't get there. But I want to ask you guys, since we did talk about it um, a lot, you guys uh, get down with the Merlin of Japan? It's the first time I... hearing of it. I know limited, I know that there is considered a Merlin of Japan, but I don't know the, the full history of him. Yeah, so uh, he, he's similar to Merlin. He served in a royal court um, and his name was, Joe, you might need to help me out with this one because you're the Japanese guy. His here. name was Joe. What a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> yep, his name was Joe, a.k.a. Just Merlin J-O. of Japan. Joe Collins, Jap- famous Japanese guy. Um, no, um... <laughs> Um, Abe, no, Saimai, S-E-I-M-E-I. Did I say it right? Every vowel it sounds the same every time, so it can't be Abe. It have to be Abe. I didn't go to college, Joe. I'm not gonna remember that. Okay. <laughs> Neither did I. All right, went. We, we, no, we always bring this shit up. So tell me how to say. <laughs> it. I'm not blaming you, bro. I'm just saying, if you ask for my help, I'm gonna try to give you a little help. Jesus Christ. I know. So it's A-B-E-N-O-S-E-I-M-E-I. Abe, no. Sign, say me. What, how do you say it? That sounds, yeah, I think you just, yeah, that sounds right to me. Say me sounds right. Yeah. Or say me. No, no, you said, you said it. Say me. <laughs> All right. All right. So Abe knows. I think if, if there's no I in Japanese, I don't know if Matt can help me out because he looks into a lot of Japanese shit too. I would have to be A I. There's no yeah. like I sound in Japanese to be like I, I, yeah, I, I in Japanese. Yeah. They don't have just the letter I. It sounds like I. What's that? Asahi is a famous Japanese beer. I'm not saying they don't have the letter I. I'm oh, saying they okay. don't have. The, if you write the letter I, it doesn't sound like I ever in Japanese. It always sounds yeah. like E. So if you want to yeah, make it sound, like an, it's I, like an E, e sound. sound. Yeah. Pai. I want to eat a pizza pai. Yeah. Say, pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way. Abe? Tell us about the Japanese Merlin, please. Abe. I'm just going to call him Abe. Yeah. All right, I'm calling him Abe. Because I got okay, I yeah, that is funny. I, I, I already yeah, yeah. got confused about how to say his last name. <laughs> Whatever. So the Merle of Japan, aka Abe, um, 10th and 11th centuries okay. AD. So we're talking, you know, what's that? The year. Uh, That's around the time they're writing about Merlin. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So he was. He yeah, was exactly. A, he, was, uh, he was a practitioner of uh, on Myoto, which is a mixture of natural science and occultism. So he was the guy they all went to for exorcisms, warding off evil spirits and prophesizing the future. Um, and then he, after his death, he just became larger than life and say that he was half human. His mother was a fox. Additionally, he, um, uh, he commanded uh, a Japanese ogre even as a child. I don't know what that means, but um, I mean, I know what that is, but, but overall, that sounds sick. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds super magical, much like uh, Merlin yeah. having the, the mysterious origins. His mother was a fox. He's one with the woods. And he knows <laughs> yeah, exactly. about the true spirits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the forest. yeah, exactly. But for but he was he was real. He did he did exorcisms and then he died. Then they said this is the guy that could have solved all our problems and he's dead now. And no one knows where he got his, his skills from. But do they say uh, how he, he died? Was, uh I'm sure you could do some research on him, but he was quite he looked like me, except uh just with you know, more Japanese attire on, obviously. Um, and he was, uh, he died. He, he wasn't a wasn't naked old man in the woods. I could be a, a, a magical man in Japan. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, my mom's a fox. What do I care? She never put any clothes on. Yeah. Well, you know, but he, he, yeah, he looked, you know, just picture Mulan and that's sorry, wrong, wrong era. Sorry, Jesus. I, I know, I know, I know. That's true. So, um, he, uh, Yes, old Japanese guy when he died, so he probably died of you know whatever. I, know, I was wondering if there was a story about how he he died and, <laughs> and his robes fell to the floor, and then and then one single white dove flew to the sky, and that was like how he part parted. This world. <laughs> I don't know if there's any weird legend or anything like that. I, I, Is there I any tale of how him. Merlin died, Matt? Is there anything like that? Not to end him so. I quickly, mean, it's but. a it's a sad tale. I mean, so he How's had it go? A, ready. He had an apprentice that he trained. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, so, and it was Mickey yeah. Mouse. I don't mean to get no, ahead. it wasn't Mickey Mouse. So he originally oh, vowed that he would not teach anybody his magical arts, but of course, he fell in love with this girl. Oh, tale as old as time. Wow, yeah, exactly. He ended up teaching her his ways, and one day he, he ended up being put to sleep by her for all of eternity, and that's how he piles wow. up. Wow. So, I mean, there, you don't mean euthanized. You mean actually yeah, I mean, there's put under varying, a sleeping spell. Uh, you know, endings of how he died, but that's the most common one that yeah, his apprentice, who was the Lady of the Lake, ended up, uh, you know, turning him. Uh, oh, the Lady of the Lake was his apprentice. She's the one who who um, talked to Arthur and told him he was going to be the king, no. right? Yeah, no, gave, uh, well, the Lady of the Lake was the um, lady that uh, ended up giving Arthur Excalibur. Ah, okay. The stone, the stone broke. Yep. In Tales, uh, Secrets from History, never, ever, ever trusts a lady from the lake in every horror movie dry a, women only that's the rule of the lake no, no, no that's a good tip exactly all she does is pull you in the lake and kill you yeah. or don't sirens or having you crash your ship upon the rocks and dragging women the in Stop water them. don't trust them no exactly in history i'm not <laughs> saying nowadays away. if there's a girl in jet ski that wants to take you out go for it even but, then oh. actually especially then double so like the jet ski yeah, this one chick drives by on the dock on a jet ski. Why don't you hop on? That's more of a trap than a siren. You be careful of that. <laughs> but have you ever been on a jet ski? Anyone? Nope. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Great time. Yeah, it's the most fun. But here's the have. thing. I wasn't disagreeing with that. That would be awesome. I'm saying it would be <laughs> equally as ruinous. You think those sirens aren't beautiful and have great voices? There's a reason why you get drawn in. It's just that the aftermath is the death of you. Yeah, but all the guys who got drawn in by the sirens at least went out in like enjoyment. And same thing. There are three of the most fun things on earth. One is a jet ski. Number two is a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> and, and three is, is getting laid Trust in me. the water. <laughs> missing that part. What? Is three getting laid in, in the uh, body of water? Because that fits all the descriptions <laughs> so far. I don't know where that fits into this, um, but but well, yeah, how is it, what are we talking about here? We're talking about jet skis, <laughs> <and> <laughs> women in the water, and you lost me in or on the water. That sounds great, but 
number one is <laughs> number one most fun you can have ever is definitely a jet ski. It's a fact. Okay, so to recap, we got jet ski, motorcycle, and jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said number one is jet ski. Number two is motorcycle. Number three is is getting laid on the ocean or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's not a bad, not a bad example. Like I said, if you want to go out one way. I'd rather go out on a jet ski than uh, having my own apprentice put me to sleep like a Sith Lord who forgot yeah. to set his alarm. Yeah, I agree no, exactly. with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely agree with that. So I never knew that about Merlin, though. So shame the devil that he's all he's all dead by now. But uh, yeah, I think that's a great bad. way to get into our famous wizard segment here. We, yeah, we started off with Merlin. I'm, I'm glad we did. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. And um, we're going to go into the famous wizards in uh, whatever media, fiction, whatever you want to think about. Um and please stay away from the KKK because those wizards aren't famous and they shouldn't be. Grand or not. Anti-KKK podcast. And I actually don't know any famous KKK members besides... Um, besides uh, besides John... They took the word wizard and they <laughs> dressed don't, up I don't all know the hats. They stole the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know one. I know one. I can name five of them. Name. Number one. <laughs> Num- number one is is John Goodman, a.k.a. Fred Flintstone, a.k.a. the guy in... You know, brother, where art thou? In Oh Brother, we're fucking art thou. <laughs> yes. That's that, I remember yeah. that I can name by heart. He's a psychopath too, to pull in another myth in that one. And the and Odyssey. he's the and he's a psychopath. And there's sirens in, in that movie too. In the in the water. They sing into the water yeah. draw them in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's a, a legit genuinely the scariest psycho in Cloverfield 2. <laughs> oh yeah, 10 Cloverfield yes, Lane. Sorry, sorry, forgot that. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield 2. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going for. I'm surprised you watched the second one. I, I only got to the first one. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it either. I saw it, it was on Netflix, theaters, though, right? Don't... Actually, believe it or not. Oh, you saw it in theaters. Oh, I thought it was a Netflix. Yeah, no, that was the third one. That was a Netflix original. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's just it's just um, it's like going. It's like having a really bad day as a movie. Um, oh. Not that Cloverfield one is a <laughs> Cloverfield one has some sort of like mystery. This is you're locked in a basement with with Fred Flintstone, who's trying to rape you. Um, <laughs> It's terrible. I mean, it's for not- some people <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> no, no, like, a great like, time. All right, my my worst. Hey, Bonnie, my- I'm gonna make yeah, you a bed rock right. unless you that's do what I say. Time. My worst fears in life are structure mixed with like him. So like, you're in a you're in his like un- he- this is a this is a prepper who who has every day planned out ration wise, and you have to listen to what he says. And he gives you a certain amount of things that you, and if you don't do it, he flips out and he also wants to have sex with you. It's a fucking bad deal. But, but you That's keep, but he's like, well, I keep you alive. So, you know, if you go out there, the monsters leave and they're like, oh, I'll go out there. And then all of a sudden the monster's fucking out there. So it's like really bad. Like you stay, That's go out there, you get eaten by the Cloverfield thing. You go inside, you're stuck with John Goodman and his rules. It's so bad. I'd rather just get eaten. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, I'd risk the outside world, world for sure. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, those monsters are looking pretty nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least they finish you off pretty fast. This guy's, you know, slowly pumping away on you and you're starving to death. Like exactly. oh, another day of rice and beans. Fuck this. It's gonna be, it's getting, can't be worse than that. Like he's just getting angry at you because you're. It's just so bad. It's like, slapping you with those big fat paws he has. You know those big fat dude hands oh, and yeah. like the fucking <laughs> catcher's <laughs> mitt. Just wah, you know. I never seen it again, but I imagine he had some slappings involved. Well, if you guys are like feeling really down, and sometimes when you're down, you want just like something depressing to watch. That's what you need to watch. That's not usually what I want to watch when I'm down. Well, no. Sometimes I get you're like, I just want to like get feel it more. Yeah, it's cathartic. Then, you have to like break through the other like, side. I want to watch something thing. fucked up. That's that's what you should watch. 
I hear that, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen the first one since it was in theaters either, so I might have to check that one out. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, Next time something awful great. happens to me. You're I'll in Manhattan. On... You're like having a party. Having <laughs> um, a party. And then, uh, and then, then there's basically Godzilla shows up and yeah, um, T.J. Miller's scared. talking shit. The runner run away. Yeah, no, no, yeah. T.J. Miller, yeah, he talks a major shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cloverfield. We brought it up in two podcasts. Do we only have a certain number of things we're allowed to talk about, Dylan? We just don't know it. It's like a list of things in our brain, and I was to come up. I think that we're just not exposed to to wider, more culture. We're bringing the culture, baby. We're just sheltered. We don't know anything. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was homeschooled. Uh, so horror movies and, uh, and Cloverfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Matt was homeschooled. So even though he was allowed to leave, there was no Cloverfield monsters outside. That's shelter. Yeah, none whatsoever. <laughs> well, you can go inside to get outside, which is what homeschool people do. Like in their mind, they're, you know. You go, do you go to your mind palace, Matt, when you got bored as shit, when your mom was teaching you uh, the phonograms or whatever? <laughs> yes. No, I, I, li- I mean, well, what was awesome was, um, I mean, I was homeschooled in Florida, so we had a bunch of, we had great. like 10 acres of land, which was awesome. So yes. I was able to just nice. kind of go out and explore and do my own thing. And um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Honestly, no structure whatsoever. <laughs> your parents though, I mean, homeschooling has got to be really hard. I mean, yes, like, to, to do it as a, as like a caregiver, that's like a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. No, my mom was awesome. She was so diligent because it was my older sister and then my younger brother. Um, so she she had a lot to teach us. And she was so good about bringing us on field trips, which I thought was really awesome. Oh, yeah. So different places. We always were you know, traveling, which was awesome. And yeah. I think that was what was cool about the homeschooling experience. Yeah. And it probably I mean, I would imagine it just like carries over into your adult life. Like every experience you have is something to learn from. Oh, for sure. Really, really, really important in adult life. And if you don't view things that way, it can get difficult. Yeah, yes. agreed. So that's Absolutely. awesome. So, so are you from Florida? Because he, um, he's from no, parts so unknown. Actually, he didn't talk about his dad yet, who was an incubus. Right. Yeah, my dad was a demon. <laughs> Wasn't around much. Uh, his dad's actually a really sweet guy. Yeah, right. no, awesome. no, we actually, so, um, I grew up in uh, Franklin, Bellingham area of Massachusetts. And then uh, my grandparents actually moved down to Florida and um, my family, well, my mom and dad, and then uh, we ended up going down and they gave us 10 acres of land to build the house on. And um, And a mule. Yeah, exactly. And we were, I mean, we were in the, uh, the boondocks for sure. Like we were like, kind of north we were north florida you know so it was like close to georgia so it was lots of farmland yes exactly so we were involved with like 4-h and um yeah my mom did a good job of homeschooling us and yeah my dad uh was a you know a business owner and uh he um did concrete work and uh, my sister actually how we ended up back here was my sister wanted to go to uh college up here and uh, i knew i wanted to come back here too um because i just love the culture up here i love boston i love art the art scene up here um so once my parents knew that my sister and me were going to go to college up here they were like well we don't we don't want to not see you guys so we're gonna buy a house up here so that's when they ended up moving and uh yeah we lived in florida for about six years and it was an interesting experience um i wouldn't live down there permanently 
um just that's my preference but um, yeah it's a good place to go visit only psychos live down there permanently exactly looking at you yeah. maggie f <laughs> yeah shout out to maggie f and uh, doug f <laughs> cat f that's awesome man thanks for sharing that matt yeah thanks for asking been having problems with the lights in the house i think it's a fuse box you know the lights have been going on and off i don't really know what's going on there so take a look at it yeah it's right on the corner here i mean my wife's been cooking dinner and the lights are going off halfway through it's it's, it's a whole mess i, I, I box right here. yeah it's a fuse box here yeah oh well there's your problem you're all set <laughs> So yeah, I thought we'd get back to the famous wizard and talk about more fun shit. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't tap on the other wizard that we tapping. I'm talking about Magic the Gathering. Matt, of course, is what I'm talking about. Is uh, <laughs> is uh, Gandalf the Grey? I mean, how can we not right. mention him after Merlin? I, I don't want to put him off anyone's. Of course. Name. What do we think about Gandalf? I mean, for me, he probably is my favorite wizard for just like how like grandiose and cool and all this oh, shit nice. he can do. Um, Dylan, did you, have you ever even seen Lord of the Rings? I know you hate magic and then, uh, you're, you're a goddamn, uh, magic hater. So have you ever seen it? What the fuck kind of question is that? I mean, you know who he is. <laughs> Dude, I can tell you, can oh. I tell you two, two times I've laughed the hardest in my whole entire life? Please. Um, one is every Please. time I'm in church and someone farts. Second is... <laughs> Um, oh, that's number one with a bullet. That's actually me too. And I, I mean, that's, a, that, that's always funny. That's yeah, always or, funny. Or, yeah, <laughs> Dude, someone, real, or, real quick, or tell us. We'll tell a story about Pat Barry farting in church. It was the hardest, maybe I've asked my whole <laughs> life ever. Because I then you don't. have to. Not only is it funny because of the situation, it's funnier double because you have to not laugh, which makes it twice yes. as funny. You can't recognize. So we were at church. You can't recognize nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So me and Dylan were in the same row at church. A lot of times you go to church at school where you're like, it's like a Tuesday or whatever. Yep. And you like go to church. And uh, in front of us is the funniest person probably I've ever met ever in my life. Maybe. I don't, every time I see it, <laughs> I mean, I don't care how funny I think I am or Dylan is. Yeah. It's He's he's he just so funny, much funnier than us. He's the funniest person um, I've ever met. Yeah. Wow. And this so is an example of why. <laughs> so we go, we take the communion from the priest. You go back and you do things, you kneel, and then you think about all the all the reasons you don't deserve to take Jesus into your heart, soul, you forgive yourself, whole thing. So we're doing the kneeling thing where they're just playing the music quietly and he's in the row in front of us and he's kneeling down. And as soon as he goes to kneel down, like kneel right behind him and he just rips one super loud to the point where it wasn't like a squeak. It was like a, and we know it's him. And not only are we, are we now losing our shit, <laughs> trying not to laugh. He turns around and looks at us. He turned and looked. <laughs> He's so he's able to not laugh and just stare at us. He's scolding you guys. <laughs> we fucking lost it, man. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, oh, that's was an extreme me example of, of like just getting the wrong person at the wrong time to fart, and then and then because because oh. he knows he did it, and then he was able. He had he had the strength. To turn the strength of will, the strength of will. 
not even smile oh, and, and no, no smile and also he's Nothing. in high school he's okay with ripping ass in front of the entire church <laughs> for a laugh i respect the hell out of him to this day for that i would that have been so, so much i'd be hiding farts all day in high school i was so embarrassed about anything you know and he'd strip one of them and the church is dead quiet he turns around like he's fucking the exorcist looks right at us lost it it was grand i mean you can't <laughs> control can't. bodily fluid i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah. natural baby if someone well, you know you're in high school you're ashamed of everything if someone <laughs> held a gun to my head in that moment and said, you can't laugh at something that's going to happen today, and I would have my brains on the back of the fucking... I'd be dead as well, yeah. No chance. Pillars in the church. No, I'd be fucking so... I, I couldn't do it. It's so funny. It's the funniest thing ever. And then... So here's the thing. is So that's that's the most extreme example of absolutely not being able to handle it. I mean, there's no... We're set up for failure by Pat Barry. Yeah. We can't... Not fair. <laughs> you know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> That's how funny he is. Yes, he doesn't care. Like, oh, someone's gonna make fun of me for farting. It's like, no, he's like, this is really <laughs> so funny. Um, but like, it doesn't always work out like that in church. Sometimes, not always. That's very trying... true. <laughs> the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. Somebody sometimes is trying to hide it, and they just get a little. Like, and then me and Joe will be sitting at each other, and I know you would hear it and you know that I'd hear it and you just go, everyone knows. Yeah. You would just, you would just sit there and go, dude, just think of the worst thing in my head. I'd be like, think of the absolutely most fucked up thing you can possibly think of to depress yourself Ignore it. and think of the, just so you don't laugh. And then you start shaking like uncontrollably, like, like shaking. And then, and then you're, you can't breathe. So then you go like that. And then I, you would hear me try to, not breathe and you would not breathe and then we'd both crack and the whole line of line of boys in the pee would just start laughing we all kicked uh, out and everyone's in trouble now and, yeah we're all in trouble you know, because someone's trouble. laughing because something's happening <laughs> we're not laughing at jesus we're laughing because someone ripped it and they tried to hide it on the pee. <laughs> it's so funny it's <laughs> the I, funniest thing ever that. so that's number yeah. one those pews do not hide fart sounds whatsoever no, they amplify no. it for sure. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Well, where are we going with that? I'm so glad you brought it. Oh, because I said that's so, number one. Number two moment that I laughed so hard. Number was... two, jet skis. No. No, it's not laughing. Oh, it's okay. fun. Sorry. I, I, I shouldn't um, have guessed. That's just smiling. It's different. Um, number two is uh, at the Twin Towers. Mo- what, sorry, the. Lord of the Rings. The, the two towers. Oh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. The second funniest thing in my life, 9-11. Holy oh, shit, was that funny. I saved One plane it. I, I saved... thought was good. When the second plane hit, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came real close to going there, and you just did, so uh, no one's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the fucking bullet yeah, for you, you take there. The yeah, yeah, way yeah, to Lord go of the Rings, the two towers. The two <laughs> towers. Lord of the Rings, the, the two towers. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where Frodo gets bit by a spider, and hey, that's, um, a, that's a third one, I think. Uh, you sure about that? Because the two towers was the best one. Shelob, isn't that the third yeah, one? No, Shelob is in the third one, which he, Shit. yeah, all right. Sorry, she, I'm kidding. Gets but it's all one story, though. It's all, I mean, it, the, the book, it, the book is like you know, way longer than the movie, but it, yeah, it's, it's all one story. I think that counts as in, yeah, I thought, all right. I thought and I'm glad you didn't get it right because it wouldn't have had to do that great 9 11 joke we're so famous for on this podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah right so um so i um i was with harry and um we were this dad and he brought us to see the third one and uh apparently which i think you guys are lying but it's fine um but we um maybe you <laughs> thought afterwards matt does not think he's lying either do you. 
So, um, so anyways, I'm just proving. Oh, who, you who do you think that. is right? The two people who know it, or the guy who called it the Twin Towers? I don't know. <laughs> Go to the phone lines. Me. Go to the phone line. Yeah. Can you get a caller on this one? I need a, a third person. <laughs> to phone a friend. So. Um, Sorry. Go ahead, Dylan. So. Um, uh, I'm just proving you guys that I've fucking seen them and I like them. So I, uh, I like them. Oh, more. that's what we're doing. I forgot what the premise of what we were talking yes. about. I got you, got you. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. So, so I, um, uh, we were there watching it and Frodo gets bit by the spider and he look, he just goes. Yeah, and he starts foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Forever. For literally ever. It's. And, and then it just you know at first you go oh shit he got bit by a spider I hope he's me right and then <laughs> it doesn't stop it's at least a minute right where he looks like really he's constipated and shitting he looks like he's shitting for a minute <laughs> those baby blue eyes yes and his and he's just thing. like he's constipated forever and then I'd lost it. <laughs> so that was like the second funniest moment of my life watching something besides church was Frodo getting bit by a spider it's not supposed to be funny which is why it's funny <laughs> that's why it's funny he's like the church thing. Yeah, oh, it's not man. supposed I'm to be so funny. I'm the only person in the movie theater who's just giggling. Rings. Not giggling. I'm 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 uh, aggressively shaking yeah. and trying not to laugh, which is you're like bursting ultimate... a blood vessel in your eye because you're yes. trying to hold oh, it back. Yeah. It's like yeah. trying to hold back a sneeze. You're like, yeah. you can't do yeah. it. Yeah, it exactly. has to get out. Like I said, wow, that's intense. Falls at a funeral. It's just as funny. So just saying. So you're a huge Lord of the Rings guy. No, I, I like Lord of the Rings. I genuinely like Lord of the Rings. My wallpaper almost was Lord of the Rings. It was this close, trust me. It was actually mm-hmm. this close to being <laughs> Lord of the Rings wallpaper. And um, no, I, I like Lord of the Rings. And dude, you know, who said Gandalf first in this fucking podcast? Who? Yeah, I mean, you did. Now. I'm not, for uh, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not honestly, saying that. I'm yeah. not saying that you don't no, know. Honestly, I'm just saying, you know, I, so for ahead, me, man. Gandalf is it's very it was very close, I think. I think I chose Merlin just because I've I've read so many things about him, I've watched so many things about him, I like him as a whole, but I love that Gandalf is is just um, you know, he's got a sword, he's he's very um, you know, he can fight, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love that specifically in the um, the third one how he, you know, he starts out as a kind of wandering wizard, you know, um, he's very mysterious, but I, I think what's interesting about Tolkien, how he wrote him is he wasn't this wizard that was very like flashy, you know what I'm saying? That was very like, oh, you know, big spells, big blasting spells. He was kind of like, oh, what is and he, he didn't demand the, the, the respect and worship of people around him, like people yeah. like Saruman, another wizard yes. in the same world, was more like, I'm going to use my powers to my advantage to become basically a ruler. And Gandalf really wasn't that kind of character, even though he was almost as strong as Sam, he decided to be, a, you know, kind of a lone wolf kind of deal. No, exactly. And I think what, well, I think what was tough for Saruman specifically was he got super corrupted by the seeing stone, which there was like four of these seeing stones. Yes, exactly. And he saw so much of just Sauron just conquering Middle Earth and just reigning that he gave into it. And he's like, okay, well, if I don't go this path, I'm going to be destroyed. Um, But I love about Gandalf was that, you know, he didn't, he didn't care about that bullshit. You know, he, 
He kept on fighting on. He, I love that he was the only wizard, you know, that was able to, Astari, as they're called, um, was able to recognize the goodness of hobbits, you know? Um, there was Incorruptible. These, yeah, exactly. There was all these powerful characters in Middle Earth, and the hobbits are kind of these, um, you know, creatures behind the scene that no one really recognized. And Gandalf was able to tap into their just, yeah, kindness and they're just, um, you know, just real ability, if that's a word. Is that is that a word? Real ability? <laughs> a relatability? Or yeah, relatability. Relatability, sure. Gotcha, yeah. okay, you know, yeah. they're real, you know? And oh, they're, yeah, yeah. they're uncorruptible, as you said, you know? And yeah, and also was, it's like they're the idea, they're the weakest among all the different races mm, of people. But you think point. that like they're, they're like, they can't do shit. They're just out, you know, eating potatoes and smoking uh whatever it's called smoking the uh the yeah the, the halfling weed yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and then you think they can't do anything but actually in the society and I, I believe that firmly and i think um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but their real strength isn't um how much they can wield the sword or how much power they have it's the fact that they can't be corrupted by evil yes. which almost every other person in the world can so when the bad yep. guys come around and they start turning everybody they're the ones that because they don't give a fuck and they're just chilling out they don't are they're not susceptible to greed and all those other yep. you know well, my things my like. two things to add to that joe is that uh, i think the word we're looking for is humility mm. and, um and that's, sure. Yeah, they don't that's have a the whole type lot of person pride. you want to work with. You know, you work mm -hmm. with them. They don't. You know, like kind of like we're all doing right now. We're all complimentary of each other. We're not like no one's like being a dick. Sort of and, a fellowship, if you would. Uh, the fellowship. Yeah, I, I yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> and um and and Gandalf, his role in this is that he knows he has great power, um and he does. He knows that it's how he has. Um, the humbleness to exist in the world is because he knows he can end all or humility people. as you said already. <laughs> yeah yeah so humility for it. Or, or humbleness <laughs> yeah, well he knows he point. knows he has he know he he knows that he has the most power out of anybody he ever meets but he doesn't flaunt it and he doesn't use it unless necessary and then he finds right. out because of the ring that he needs to he needs to he just wanted to go live his life and shoot fireworks yeah. out of his little wagon and all the <laughs> it's a great time it's and a great he, time and he yeah exactly that he's it's now time that he has to fucking turn online and save him save the planet yeah and he's just as corruptible as anyone else that's why he uses the hobbits because Aaron always thinks when you i mean i never read the books but watching the movies you're like why doesn't gandalf just do it all himself he's he's super powerful he's in a starry which is basically in that universe a demigod in that universe you can't yes. become a wizard by learning spells and reading and doing all this stuff you have to be inherently that being there he's a step in between mortals and a god which makes him a wizard in that yep. universe but even he knows that he can still be corrupted like anyone else and the only ones who can't are these simple folks who live in and the uh, the shire so he is able to team up with them and even though he's one of the most powerful people in the world and they're one of the weakest they actually end up helping him more than he helps them in that case i think it's pretty cool yeah no exactly i agree yeah and just like any good man in today's day and back then too um, the they are able to expose their vulnerability, vulnerable, 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 vulnerability, vulnerability, um, which is a strength. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Expose that. Absolutely. Put it out there. Let people know you're human, so to speak, and uh, yeah. be strong.
And I think what was cool about Gandalf too is he went through a um I don't know what the word would be, I guess transformation. Transfiguration. Reckoning. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, he was able to defeat the Belrog, obviously, and attain what Saruman the White should have been, you know, which yes. I find very interesting about Gandalf, you know, yeah. how he's able to come back as a more um prominent, powerful figure in the story. That's another trope in a lot of myths, right? Is that you have to, even if you are the hero, you have to die and come back, whether that's a real physical death or if it's more of an ego death where you have to kill Hmm. off your old self and become a new person. He's a good example of that in that story, which he's already the super powerful wizard. He's fighting the equivalent of a giant demon in the movie. It's a giant fire-breathing monster with a whip and a sword. You're like, oh, it's no fucking chance he can beat this. It's It's like he's fighting Godzilla. There's no way. And then essentially he dies and comes back to life and uh, not only as more strong, but uh, you know, more like a wizard goes back wiser and has uh, no, a right. better idea on what to do in the world. And he's more at peace with himself, which I think is a very wizardy thing to do. I think ego death is the one of the most key factors of that that you mentioned. And um, so who's the guy in white again? What's his name? Saruman. 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 Not to be confused with Sauron, which is almost yeah. the exact same fucking... When I was a kid, I was like, this is impossible. It's very close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, Count Dooku. So, so yeah, Sar- <laughs> Saruman... Um, um, for example, like you said, the only way to feed someone like that is, is you can relate it to New Yorkers wearing black in my mind. Um, they okay. wear black cause they want to just, don't, they don't want to seem, they want to just fit into the crowd. So no one notices them so they can live their lives and they have their own superpowers, each of them. Um, and, uh, and Gandalf compared to Saruman, um, wears gray. He's a gray. Mm. He doesn't look anything crazy. He just looks like, yeah, he's one of them. But Saruman wears all white, has white hair, has this crazy thing. You mm. see his superpower. But that's he has to wake up every day and straighten his hair up, make problem. it all silky and straight. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah. so silky. So, 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 he so really, he puts a lot of effort into his appearance, you got to admit. <laughs> yeah. And Gandalf doesn't yeah, really so, care about so that. So there, there's a yeah, interesting just... thing. You realize this guy spends a majority of his time trying to hold this persona that might not hold up when, mm. when exposed and when challenged. So hmm. whereas Gandalf doesn't. He's uh, he's gray and you know a a, a guy's guy and uh, likes everybody and it's all good. I think good you just nailed it there, Dylan. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Those are the those are the two character traits that separate them is that Saruman doesn't just join him because he thinks that he's going to win inevitably. He wants to do it because he wants to keep living on. If I go against him, I might die and cease to exist. But if I go along with the bad guys, I can keep being because I'm so important. I'm this big guy, the head of Isengard. I'm a big deal. And Gandalf, on the other hand, sacrifices himself to die in this deep, dark mind just to have another 10-minute head start on these other guys. I mean, they're the exact opposites in that sense. And I think that Dylan really nailed the point there that one of them has that ego death and the other one just holds on to it you know, so tightly that it actually ends up being his demise, luckily for all of us, when the oh. ends come and they take back the the forest, as well, it were. I, I appreciate the credit, but you started that conversation, so I just have to add my two. Well, seconds. I think that you put the bullseye on. I just set up the dartboard. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think what's what I love about Gandalf personally is that you know um, Saruman he saw the future 
in this, um, you know, the lost seeing stone. And he gave in to despair, you know, Gandalf didn't, didn't give into that, you know, and I really, really like that about Gandalf, you know, he, he saw what the capabilities of was of, you know, hobbits and humans and, um, he was able he didn't give to, up hope just because it looked so terrible yeah exactly and i mean you saw i mean in in the movies you saw what happened to saruman but in the books it's funny he actually um have, have either of you read the books nope so he actually so in the movies i don't know if you've seen the movies but um in the extended edition he kind of dies you know he ends up like falling down out of his yeah, tower yeah, he, it's like the emperor yes, yeah so in the in the books though he ends up going back with a worm tongue and convincing the hobbits that he's some kind of like person that they should listen to right oh this is whole and, goblin uh yes deal with yeah it. yeah so he oh, ends up, see, like, now, I, i'm glad i took it out of the movies but that's so weird that they, they yeah, have and it's interesting and then obviously when frodo i mean actually frodo goes to the uh, the undying lines of when sam and pippin and mary come back they actually they have to fight home. saruman and, and convince the hobbits that you know don't listen to his ways like he's not who he says he is and you know what he 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 is this loser you know um that you shouldn't listen to so if that's the right word loser i don't know <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> lame wizard yeah he is he's so lame and then yeah he ends up getting stabbed that word and tongue right at the end so um, yeah that, that's that's gandalf i think he's a great example of wizards as we go through the rest of our list here that uh, I don't want to be naming them all off in a row. Just, just my list. Do you guys want to go one at a time and pop out a couple of ideas you might have on wizards and we can uh, keep rolling. I mean, um, this is my question um, for you guys. If you were a wizard per se, what would be your one power that you would love to have? Ah, that's great. I had this on my list great too. Question. I wanted to ask you guys nice. what you would want to be. What kind of wizard would you be? So, I mean, to be fair, don't wish for a thousand wishes kind of deal. Like pick a lane. You know what I mean? Do you want to be a pyromancer and have the ability yep. to fire? Do you want to work with the earth? What kind of wizardry do you think you guys would want to have? I already have my answer. Um, but I, won't yeah, I have mine answer. too. So Dylan can go I first. talk mine out. All right. Yeah. Let's talk it out. Yeah. So when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I always, I always imagine myself as, um, Let's take it outside Lord of the Rings, though. Just any kind I of wizard. Know, I know, but like as a person, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm very tangible. I like I said, Legolas, arrows. Mm. That's mm -hmm. me. Sure. Um, it's not me, but I've never. Judy Pie. Old. Like when I was a kid, I was like, I'd be that. Baby blue eyes, like Frodo. Frodo <laughs> blue, spider. Yep. Exactly. A lot to like. Yep. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. So. Will Turner. Yeah, Will Turner. <laughs> so as a, as a wizard. Um, and I was in, so powers that wizards have, and I guess this is a good conversation to have, is that what I exactly think so. do you guys, what do their powers do? I know for the most part, based off of video games. Um, yeah, well, pick, yeah, picture based off of that. I mean, as much as I've seen Well, they're TV aggressive shows. or defensive powers, and that's in a combination of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most of what I know about magic is coming from video games. I've watched, you know, TV shows, movies, stuff like that. I've read barely any fantasy books, but most of the magic knowledge I have comes from video games and how you can use different powers in order to accomplish your goal. For example, we might forget about the idea of necromancy or bringing the dead back to life and playing with yep. and things like that. You bring up the yep. ideas of, uh, you know, power of uh, ice, cold. It's not one of the elements, but like frost magic or blood magic, which is using your own 
body and sacrifice to other people to accomplish things that wouldn't be possible, like sacrificing for um, almost the intention and the amount of value something has. If you take that away, you can get something away from it, things like that. Yeah. So no, I, I hear you on that. So like, so for me, given the fact, so say I have to, you, you know, I got to, there's an objective, I got to win or whatever it is. I'm incredibly, oh, you mean, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really, 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 I'm really, really patient. I have that going for me, which mm-hmm. is why being a- That's a good trait. Thanks. I, I, yeah, it is, it is a good trait. I hear it's a virtue that few possess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah patience so, is a virtue. It, it definitely is. Um, so I appreciate that, guys. So like, that's why the Legolas thing kind of, I mean, it, this will come first, full circle. So it's good for me because kind of the sniper-esque type of thing, like I, I'm really, really- it's Graceful, all, beautiful, young boy, <laughs> dancing clearly, around the woods. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, this sounds crazy and it's not, it's not weird, but like if no. I had a goal, if I had a goal to take is I could enhance those other abilities that I have that I, that, that add to my patientness if I had invisibility, because mm, if, if I did have to do some illusion sort of, magic, I would consider that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. No, I'd be illusionist sort of recon or whatever it is. And I you know, I was in an aggressive role. Um, it would benefit me the most to be invisible. Hmm. Um, based off of the skills that I have naturally, if I were to add one, if I was in some sort of a, um, you know, position where I need to complete a task. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And That's I, pretty I good because on top of that, like, if you pick sort of cool uh, wizardry power where I can make people explode or I can bring people back from the <laughs> dead, but I'm, not, I'm logistically not talented enough. Not going to do that. To yeah. manage an army of the dead. So I, need yeah, that's, that's a lot. Of, it's a lot of effort. Yeah. It's a good, it is. it's a lot, <laughs> a it's lot, a lot of, of planning and I, this is a lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a lot. Just like I said, just like if I am, playing, really. if I'm playing Skyrim and I decide I want to be a, a, you know, be, have more magic ability than not. It's a, it's a lot for me to manage. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. that I, I'm pretty good with one thing. So hmm. I, w- I would choose invisibility, which would add value to yeah. doing what I, I think do. you could put that on the umbrella of illusionism too, where you could you could cloud yeah. people's mind and play tricks on them and things like that. You don't have to yeah. be invisible. I think that would yeah, fall into that category. Yeah, I would say for sure, illusionists, for sure. Yep. Yeah, illusionism. Yeah, yep, I agree with that. Point. So that's me. Nice. Yeah, I, personally, I would love the, um, one of my favorite abilities in, you know, Baldur's Gate, you know, as the game that I first played was time control, you know? Oh, you son of a... <laughs> I, think, I think if you can control time, I mean, you can... I mean, if That's you said answer, that... That's my answer, man. I had the yeah, same exactly. answer. If you, Chronomancy, if you the ability to manipulate time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All you need is is infinite time, you know? So It almost supersedes any other kind, you know? Because Yes, can, I think for me... You control I time, would, you control all of existence, really. You exactly. Know. I think for me, I would be a, a wizard that would be able to control time, um, and I would just be able to accomplish pretty much ev- anything and everything. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I mean, that's I'm my sorry, opinion. mine's so boring. That's, I agree with you 100%. That's why I'm <laughs> a chronomancer, someone who can control but, time. Oh, yeah, that, that's a... That's a technical term, chronomancy. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you scared about that though? So are we talking time travel or are we talking I'm terrified. slowing down and speeding up? All of it. You can control and manipulate time. Yeah, I don't I can't handle that responsibility. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, it I mean, is. It is a lot. Go back in the past and do relive moments, change things, do whatever it is. It's a big responsibility to hold over your shoulders. Yeah. Whereas invisibility, I think ultimately it would be a super lonely existence, and it would actually be yes. like a monkey's paw. It would be, it'd be yep. terrible to be able to control time. But as a guy who has no control over time at all, I would like to give it a shot and see if I don't 
like it. Yeah, sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I, I think it would to be terrible, though. It'd be more of a curse than a gift when you have it. For yes. Sure. Yeah. No, one of the abilities, like I said, that I love in this game is literally you can do this ability called time stop. And so when this battle is going on on the screen, you can cast a spell. And when you top, you stop time, everything yeah. stops, right? So during that time of 30 seconds or whatever you, you want it to be, you can cast spells, you can move around, you can go different places, you can, it's, it's just, I don't know, if you can have the ability of time, I mean, the possibilities are endless, I think, in my opinion. So Agreed. I would definitely yeah. like to attend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I thought I was being all clever thinking of that question and the answer. <laughs> both. I got to give it to you, man. Well done. Endless possibilities. Question. Your guarantee of success is 100%. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yep. No question. And I'm sorry that I stole your ability, Joe, but you have to come. No, to no, don't be sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's fucking genius. But yeah, again, though, I mean, it's like you said, the possibilities are endless, which means your success rate is going to be 100 percent. But what does that do to you over mm -hmm. the course of your life? Whatever your life means, if you can control time, I think ultimately it would be like mm -hmm. being like a, some sort of. Yeah, whether, whether you're like Gandalf, you're some sort of half God being. And I think that'd be really lonely and fucked up existence if you don't. Well, and and adversity that. is what makes us human. And all you're doing is avoiding it. So, yeah, you'd be mm -hmm. always avoiding, avoiding it. it. You go, I fucked up. Holy shit. Let me go. <laughs> Me, me hold why i'm an xbox controller and go back for a while yeah, yeah even in minor inconvenience yeah. you would be so tempted just to you know get rid of it and do something else and then that would really yeah or pleasure or anything it could just get out of control yeah. if you don't have the discipline which you're a wizard so discipline you, yeah. you do you are a wizard so yeah. you have the discipline that's the difference i guess yeah it would, it would kind of add to it if it took a hundred years to learn how to control time then you're already yeah. maybe you wiser than you up. would be probably not fucking <laughs> yeah. up immediately yeah. you you reverse it and you start where you started like now that i got all that down start from square one with all my yeah, knowledge i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy i mean your your mind i feel like can't wrap around of the infinite possibilities being able to control time you know like you could no, just it's not a you redo it's not anything thing, no. yeah it's, it's hard to ever die and you would never and you're it'd be weird it'd be really weird, be a weird one. yeah yep definitely definitely strange we're not meant to have a quick save function in our lives even though i i dream about it all the time <laughs> mm, that's a good point yeah we're not meant to yep, yep. load it okay, i did this wrong things go back do it again or yeah this guy's or been like... a real dick to me i really want to punch him in the face and call him a piece of shit but i can't do that <laughs> i could just save it do that <laughs> the consequences come up reverse it go back you know yep. oh, you so don't grow as a person but it sure feels great <laughs> Yeah, it'd feel good in the moment, but yeah, it wouldn't grow you as a person. That's true. No, but you would win. So, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. You'd definitely win. You would always win. You have, if you have a key the most important thing is winning. Like small term goals, like we need to win this battle, like us versus them, you are going to win. Hmm. So have you guys ever heard of the, um, I don't mean to switch topics so quickly, but um, have you guys ever heard of Warhammer before? Mm -hmm. I, think, no, I don't know. No. I'm so talking about wizards, I hope you don't mind if I, 
you know, kind of talk about this. What's but I think the, the Warhammer world is really interesting. I love the Warhammer world. So um, there's two. That's the words that I would have had on my list. Oh, really? Wow. Nice. No, no, that I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't even oh, thought okay. of the Warhammer. Yeah, uh, so it's interesting. I, I so, only know about Warhammer, the, the future version. I don't know about the, yes. the so Warhammer version. 40K. So there's two versions of it. Yeah, that's the one there's I a, know about. Yeah. There's a fantasy version. Um, and then there's a more futuristic version. And it's a really the fun. Version. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, it started out as a tabletop game um which is really interesting and much like um, D. yeah exactly but there's a lot more uh little miniatures to it so you have huge blocks and it's really creative because you can paint them however you want and i love in my opinion me and my brother love the futuristic warhammer 40k um the the fantasy kind is your typical you know fantasy kind of orcs there's dwarfs there's elves you know it's your typical fantasy um you know game. all the hits but, yeah exactly but the the futuristic kind of is very interesting because it's set in space and i think they have a good take on it and um, what i find interesting about the the um futuristic aspect of it is you know me and my brother love playing this tabletop you don't game. usually think of uh sci-fi when you think of wizards you don't know you don't the past you don't at all exactly but there's no reason why it has to be always in the past. I mean, why can't it be in the present or the future? Yeah, exactly. And that's what my main point was going to be that I was bringing up because I really don't know where I was going with that. Was there's a futuristic? Sorry, aspect. I just wanted to yeah. tag that. No, exactly. Yeah. You're helping me out here. There's a futuristic aspect of wizardry powers as well. You know, which I think is very interesting and involves space. And I think um, you know we should explore more as of it. As, a, as humans, you know, um, th they have this really cool game type where it involves all these powers that these wizards have involve different space elements. So one of the powers is, you know, a meteor that comes in and just, you know, just wreaks havoc on the battlefield, you know, and it's a really interesting aspect yeah. that I never thought about until I played this game was, you know, moving forward as humans, what are some of the capabilities of space that we can learn about scientifically, but could be also interesting to learn about, I don't know, mystical and I don't know where I'm going with this, but I no, think no, they're, no, I, I can kind of see where you're going. That's an interesting aspect of it. It doesn't have to be spell books in the old world. Thing. Yeah. I mean, we really could be outside of science fiction. We really could be wizards in our own world, especially in the future as technology advances and we explore deeper and deeper into the galaxy and have more, um, technology that can accomplish things that we're not capable of doing in the past. I mean, aren't you a wizard hmm. if you can have an iPhone today? If you went back there, you could learn no, about every true. goddamn thing in the world. You'd be like a genius, being a wizard, as it were. So what would it mean to be a wizard into the future where you have these capabilities of things that humans would be completely incapable of earlier? I don't think it's out of the yeah. question that we could do something in the future, like take a meteor, redirect it, hit someone else hmm. with it. There's your magic right there. Take that yeah, no, it's the ultimate because like um, you know, just like the four elements, I mean, the most powerful anything is using nature. You know, you know that if you can, if you can summon a hurricane, mm, the forces of nature, yeah. smaller thing, whatever it is, then you have an asteroid. It's the ultimate, absolutely. So if you're in space and you can move that, that you, the, the, the the landscape has changed drastically. Mm. You get to use those things now. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. for sure. Yeah, but yeah. So is there an example of like? Um, a particular wizard in Warhammer that, that you thought was 
notable or worth making the list of the uh, that the Wizards were talking about? Um, I mean, for me, I personally love um, Humankind. Um, I think that's... Oh, get off your high horse. I know. Human lover. <laughs> In all fantasy worlds, that's the kind that's always struggling against whatever dominant force is, is overtaking at that time. So, um, sure. you know, it's it's a very... Fallible, usually very fallible. Yeah, exactly. Very brave. Yeah, exactly. So there's a wizard slash emperor in this world that's called Sigmar. And, um, you know, he comes from a long lineage of the powerful emperors and powerful um, weather type wizards. So they control the elements. Controlling the weather. Yes, which I really like. And um, yeah, I I love um, when it comes to translating to the 40K world. I love specific, specifically the 40K um, Grey Knights, which is a detachment from the humankind. So you have all these different detachments. So you have um, the regular humans that just kind of fight and protect their realm. Um, and then you have this special kind that kind of oversees the religious aspect of the realm. Yeah. And they're called the Grey Knights. And they kind of fight against the demons and, and things like that. Um, so Sigmar is a part of that world and he, um, becomes emperor of this humankind and yeah, he's, he's so powerful and I love him because yeah, he's, he just fights all the orcs and, um, specifically the demons. So he was a big pioneer when it came to those, this big betrayal when it came to, um, the two factions of this kind. So there was the humans and then there was, um attachment of the chaos humans that ended up rebelling mm-hmm. against the regular humans and yeah. um the two, Sigmar, the two separate segments being like yes. uh, the chaos and then the imperium which yeah is the like, order well, and things like basically, that yeah like the yeah the order in the world and then the chaos in the world yeah and the chaos has to do with all these demons coming in yeah and exactly in that universe as far as i understand it that, that magic you know it doesn't just come from like uh learning books and reading spells there actually is a separate dimension which has all this fucked up shit and if you can tap into that you can start to utilize it but the more you utilize that the more you're getting in touch with that fucked up crazy world that brings in all these demons and all other kinds of crazy shit which a lot of people believe is true in the world today the same people mm-hmm. who are persecuting people doing magic in the past were like you're tapping into this darkness that you don't need to be a part of and i believe you actually can use magic but that's not good so we have to kill you Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, Sigmar is this um, human wizard emperor that fights for the good of mankind. And yeah, he wants to make sure that the human race exists and continues to exist in this Warhammer world. And yeah, that's what I love about, um, you know, Sigmar specifically, because, um, you know, he has all these powers. He has a sick Warhammer that has lightning abilities and he just like can smash the ground and kill like everything around him which is sick and um yeah he's a pretty cool wizard so matt do you um you know in my own life i always seek out a lot of different sources of motivation so like this you read a lot right yeah yeah this is this sounds like primarily what you read this type of stuff right well i think he's played a lot of the game particular yeah exactly but do you do you use this as like your internal voice for motivation for just getting stuff done you know like no i think you're right that's that's a good point that you bring well, up. i think it's I've like always... a hidden superpower of of people like you 
um because we're a little different when it comes to this stuff you know that it's like a really school kids (laughs) (laughs) no no but i think this is really cool like is is this um does this add to your internal monologue for like you know being successful doing what you love um hard moments in your life that type of stuff i mean it sounds like the 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 perils that the the things that you decide to spend your time on mm-hmm. or the stories of the well the, the people that you decide to to kind of read about and inspire yourself with um they sound like they probably apply to your everyday life right no that's that's a good point dylan actually um i i've always projected myself in the books of these characters that i've read you know um and i think that's definitely helped me in life personally, you know, um, I've always pictured myself as these, um, I don't know, heroic wizardry type, um, you know, intact, not antagonist, protagonist, is that the Mm -hmm. word? Protagonist, you know? Um, and, um, I think it's, it's like you said, I think it's definitely helped me in my everyday life, you know, um, especially because, I spent a lot of time reading about these characters, you know, um, one of the characters that I love, um, growing up that I've read about was this character named, um, Dor. And, uh, he, um, he was a part of this, um, book series that I called was, um, um, book series of Xanth. And, uh, he was interesting because you didn't really know what his character was. Um, but whatever situation he was in, he always saw the bright side of whatever the outlook was, you know, um, and it's something that I definitely try and bring into my own life. And what's interesting, and I hope hope you guys don't like, don't mind spoilers, you know, um, but his power ultimately was he was resistant to every type of magic around him, which I thought was very interesting um because he was able to kind so of he wasn't he wasn't actually a magic user himself he just happened to be like yes resistant to everything else yes like, yeah oh, exactly yeah and so he was able to have a, a unique perspective on every every person every and everything that was happening in that world and all the books that i've read and all the video games that i've kind of taken in that i've played you're right, Dylan and Joe. I've tried to um, kind of take that into my own life and, um, you know, learn from sit- certain situations that I've had in my own life and, um, yeah, kind of learn from that and, and kind of grow from that for sure. I yeah. think that's awesome. It's 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 almost like this unpredictable superpower that you have um, that people can't quite pinpoint. And it comes from, again, I, I um, two things come to mind is that like, I loved Magic Treehouse books when I was a kid. They're my favorite books of all time. Oh yeah, Magic Treehouse. Oh. Yeah, they're not based in reality at all. Obviously they go into this, this yeah. um, um, you know, treehouse and then it takes off and they go to a different planet. You know, it's a little different, but I really loved those books. And then, and then I thought I'd like them. So I got Pete's Dragon and then, um, and then from Pete's Dra- then, then I, my aunt, who was a teacher, she thought that I'd like this. And then I realized that, um, I didn't like Pete's dragon. Um, and for some reason it was just too, too different for me. Um, but I, but I see the common theme in these books and, and, you know, they all sort of related, to, they're all magic, um, is that they have a challenge in their life, which is reality for them. And they apply what you said is either being resistant to the negative side of life or um, 
or kind of being finding a different solution to a hard problem that most people face thinking outside the mm. box thinking outside mm. the treehouse thinking outside of the dragon so to speak and you're mm. doing that exactly yeah. based off of because you immerse yourself in this stuff and i think it's really cool um and i don't think a lot of people Agreed. apply it um in 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 everyday situations i mean i've <clears throat> I don't know you, but I feel like I do, but you know, you seem to always be smiling. You think positively, you have a lot of things going on and that doesn't, that, that isn't just there for any reason, you know, it's, it's mm. because you did this for yourself to, through your background, your culture, your education, your whatever it is and what you read. It's pretty mm. sweet. I think it's awesome. You know? Mm, no. Thanks yeah. man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever sure. change, man. Don't, don't, you know, this is good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. It's definitely there's a lot to be to lot lot to be said and a lot to come from this that I don't think I saw um, hmm. before before I talked to you, like in hmm. in in the world around me. Hmm. Lightning. Yeah. So on on that lovely note, I think that was very succinct section there but i would be remiss if before we did final thoughts i couldn't bring up my favorite wizard of all time i'm wearing this shirt right now because i got calcifer on me right now bring it up bring it up bring it up bring it up like more (laughs) castle in the sky i love it Uh, okay all right right here yeah there he is in my pocket (laughs) he's a fire demon himself calcifer but my favorite wizard of all time is howl from howl's moving castle uh not just because much like Gandalf, his magic isn't so defined that like he can do like this, that, and the other thing. He, he, he can do fire or he can do ice. Now, he can do like all kinds of weird shit, but he doesn't overuse his abilities. And mm. the, the main thrust of the movie is that he is a magical person who like kind of wants to do his own thing and be left alone. He even has a castle that is always on the move, like a nomad that you can't find him anywhere. And he goes under different names to try to stay under the radar they, they they look for him and it's all these different names they think there's like seven or eight different uh wizards but they're all just him it's all how and there's a giant war going on and they're trying to take all the magic users in the nation to try to get on their side and be like we're going to use you to kill them because you have magic and he just doesn't want to be any part of it and as the movie goes on you learn more and more about him and just say so he wants to just do his own thing and be his own person and he ends up falling in love with this old lady who turns out to be actually a cursed young girl. Spoilers on that. But <laughs> I love this character because even though he seems so aloof and he has to learn to like actually really give a shit about people because he just wants to be his own guy. I really think his character was cool as fuck. And when he's faced with the actually meeting face to face with the person who you think it would be the king, the king is not the one in charge. It's the, the head mage there. And she's the one really pulling the strings, trying to get everyone who does magic to join the war and kill for them. Um, and he just won't be part of it. And he, she shows up there to meet her face to face. And he's only there just to check in. It's like, I did my time. I'm punching in the clock and I'm out of here. That's the thing I had to do. And you go, no, no, no. Now that you're here, sign up for the war. You're all out. And you go, I'm fucking out. And she tries to use it against him. You're a monster. You're the other thing. And he just, he just won't go along with it. I just think he's, he's cool as hell. Hal is my favorite wizard of all time, even though he's kind of not that strong, kind of weird, but he's just the best. I love him.
Well, that's a good choice. I like that. I guess I kind of relate to him some ways, but it doesn't hurt to have a fire demon under your thumb all the time running your castle for you. <laughs> doesn't. Where'd you get the shirt? Oh, I just ordered it online. I also nice. thought that it, it, it would be like, because it looked like it was a picture of an actual pocket and then the fire yeah. is in the pocket. It, there's no pocket. It's just a picture. Of a pocket. <laughs> so when I got it, I'm like, well, that's kind of lame. I thought it was like a pocket and then the, the background was the fire demon calcifer. But actually, it's just a painted on pocket. It doesn't actually exist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Also, Dylan, for, for uh, I know you've seen the movie. He's voiced by Billy Crystal. So picture Mike Wazowski being like, how? What the hell's wrong with you? Just to cook some breakfast. I'm hungry over here. Are that's you serious? It. Yeah. It's, oh, Christian so Bale is Hal and um, Billy Crystal is Calcifer, and it's pretty great. So, wait, Billy Crystal is Mike Wazowski? Wait a minute. You didn't even know that part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to blow your mind again. Wait, Fred serious? Flintstone, Cloverfield Lane, he's Sully. He's Sully from Monsters Inc. So, take a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right we gotta talk about that another time that's too crazy <laughs> nope didn't know any of that yeah. uh, uh, nope news to me yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. something that's absolutely nice no that's a good choice i was hoping someone would choose a a wizard type character from uh you know the uh, studio ghibli films so yeah i mean there's so many versions of it but but yeah, for me, Hal is bar none my favorite. He's the shit. Nice. My, uh, you know, if anyone asks, my my wizard is. Uh... Please, yeah. That's sorry we didn't ask you already. I mean, <laughs> Anyways, fuck you. Uh, going on. <laughs> Anyways, fuck you. That's the podcast. Everyone, go fuck yourself. That's the podcast. I'm gonna I'm do the outro this week because fuck Dylan. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, I because I gotta I gotta do. I don't know. It sounds so so in not thought out at all. But I think. I think it's it's Rasputin again. He comes in at so many Rasputin. different things because tell I us why Rasputin's your favorite wizard. This yeah, what wizard? Not because of his giant talk, is it? Because that's a good enough idea. <laughs> well, he well, has the power of persuasion. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. But he's power regarded as like the most modern day version of a wizard. And people came to him with problems mm. and they, they looked for like an alternative solution to like a bunch of fucked up shit. And he was their guy. But also mm, yeah. there's a little Famously, bit Famously, of... the Romanov son had hemophilia. So anytime he, he, he was cut, he'd bleed to death. And yeah. Rasputin was the only one who could make him feel better. And he was this pauper yeah. who became a member of the royal family. He used to, he was basically like your, your version of the druid, the, the mm. homeless hermit in the woods learning magic. And he's actually honing his skills of being a flim-flam snake oil salesman, worked his way all the way up to the royal family of a major monarchy and was, I mean, you know, I don't want to step on your shit, Dylan. But no, no, please. Right. You're, you're better at describing this than I am, but I have a question for you once you're done. Oh, yeah. He ended up, uh, you know, becoming a major mover and shaker in the Russian Empire and also uh, allegedly, you know, throwing in the, the, the king's wife over Everyone, there. He kept him around no matter what. And they actually have his uh, legendary phallus uh, in a jar still today. Yeah. So, but here, here's here's the one question that I have for you, Joe. So, yeah, penis in a jar. All right. So, <laughs> he, um, what if what if he didn't? Th he, so you make it sound like he's malicious, right? <laughs> I think that I don't think he's necessary. Oh, I think he is malicious. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. That's okay. Fair. All right. Just want to check. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna talk about it, but no, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's selfishness. 
And selfishness right. often leads to maliciousness because when you're selfish, oftentimes you're hurting others. I don't think he went out to hurt people just for the sake of hurting them, but he wanted to keep gaining more power and influence for himself. And a lot of times that means um, being malicious. The one thing that's not being talked about is what if he thought he wasn't being, what if he actually thought he was helpful? Mm-hmm. So that's what gets me the most interested is that this guy's from Eastern Siberia. I mean, he's, I don't know if you know Matt, but he's, he's from like way out in the boonies in Russia. Like, like the towns right. have 30, like uh, populations of 30 people over like a million square feet. I mean, like, right. you can really call it a town. It's more of like a settlement in the middle of the wilderness, but it's it mm. has a name. You know? Yeah. For the most part. And then he would make journeys back and forth to St. Petersburg or whatever it was called back then. And um, <clears throat> to the Romanov empire. And there was like a million of them, whatever it was. And he was, he basically worked his way up to that point because of, because people trusted him and believed in him. So um, I know from experience, cause uh, as a salesperson, I've come across a lot of people I don't like, and those people seem to be like him and they, they are able to very other quick- salespeople. You mean not, not your customers. <laughs> <laughs> some, of them, some of them aren't, but, but, um, the ones that I, that, that I don't trust are really too good too quick. And, um, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta I wait just, a second before you, before you roll that snake out of your trousers. Everyone's been talking about, right? Rasputin. Yeah. Right. Filled up so, to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for real, but like, but I just, so like, he's, I, I kind of just feel like he's somewhere in the middle. This didn't happen overnight with him. And two, maybe he did have something else out there. Maybe there was something different. I mean, people, like we said, paganism specifically is a very broad term. It's not a religion. It's just like a broad, it's a broad identification for people who weren't Christian for like a thousand years, if not two. So um, what if, what if there was something else to this? And that's why I think about him as I go, why this fucking guy from the middle of nowhere? Mm -hmm. Um, and he's definitely um, amazingly impressive whether or not he had true mystical powers or not there's no arguing his accomplishments and what he did so maybe there is something more to that that he did claim yeah yeah there's mm-hmm. there's I, I don't i don't know and at the very least you just meet a guy so so whether everybody believes or not or he's a full of shit or not if he was standing in front of you today you'd have a lot of questions you'd be interested <laughs> to just have that guy say something there's a, only a few people in life who can stand in front of you and go I just hope, I just want you to talk. Like, I just want to hear what, what, what it is, you know, like something, this is that guy. I don't know. And he, again, modern day wizard to, you know, being able to have cures to ailments and stuff like this. And I'm just, I'm just a little bit interested, interesting guy. And he wasn't, it's not like he was the most, like, I don't know, things are, attractiveness is different, but like for the women and stuff like that, like, what did he have? They loved him. They loved him. Loved him. What was it? (laughs) We'll throw up a picture of Rasputin right now. I think I might already have one from an old podcast. Yeah, he yeah, looks like he a is. fucking freak. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. it's weird. It's weird. He stuff. was so supposedly the only one who could do so many things that people couldn't do. And number one with a bullet is taking care of their sick son. Whenever Rasputin was around, the kid stopped being sick. Whenever Rasputin left, the kid mysteriously was yeah. ailing and maybe about to die a lot of the time. So they, yeah, they I mean, it could be just premature Reiki because uh, you know people who have no like there is premature Reiki, premature Reiki, <laughs> and on top of that, that, that. also but, uh, as soon as I'm getting started, the crystal just smashes all over the table. Like oh, yeah, it never happens. I don't know. To me. I don't so know. Premature Reiki premature is what I'm thinking. Reiki. This is premature as in early uh, early days, and um and also just on an ending note on Rasputin, it took a lot 
to kill that guy. I mean, they tried yes. to kill the that fuck That is my, my they best example. They fucking tried so hard to he kill not him. die. They Sorry, tried guys. so hard. They poisoned him like with a fucking ton of it. They How many times they shoot him? What, five times? Um, yes. Five yeah, he, was, times. he was riddled with bullets. Riddled with five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they really worked hard to make and sure. And they dumped his body in the fucking river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't yeah, die. No, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They really tried. And and at the end of the day, I mean, he might have just got all of them killed. I don't know. But like, <laughs> like well, we don't really know. I mean, there's there's a lot. It's yeah, there's also the part that he basically had the Romanov family murdered <laughs> to save his own ass. And yeah, and that's not good. Bugs. But like, but it's just, it's it's fascinating. It's yes, all it be black magic, big brother. Yeah. The black magic. Yeah. They made a documentary about this called uh, What Anastasia in 1992. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, <laughs> it was right after Fievel Goes West came out. They made Anastasia. Yeah, yep, yep. Anastasia, the the documentary cartoon um, for anyone who wants it's to. It's an animated story. documentary. Bardock animated, and- animated documentary called Anastasia. Um, yep, yep. Wasn't too popular. Yep, very popular. Well, did you hear about um, this crazy story? And this, I mean, this is not a thing with wizardry, but this crazy story. This so Hitler's personal doctor was <laughs> doctor i already Mar- like how it started <laughs> so far so, so speaking of wizards right. anyways yeah hitler, hitler. <laughs> no, his doctor I think was, his his doctor. main doctor was i think you know is monroe doctor, or something doctor, like that but it's, wait wait wait, so wait right, Angelo, so Joe, Joe, right, shut up <laughs> so right before he was supposed to meet with um the italian prime minister at the time who was who was the uh, italian mussolini. prime minister mussolini. yeah mussolini, mussolini right he was so fucked up so hitler was so fucked up he he had his doctor inject him with something called literally because you know his doctors had to write down everything that he was you know prescribed and injected with it was literally called x right chemical and x he was, that's how yes. he became a powerpuff girl <laughs> yeah it, it was insane. This he was literally so. I think the maybe where he was staying was bombed or something like that. So he was not supposed to meet, um, you know, the prime minister of Italy, and he was injected by his doctor with this whatever this X was, and it was just insane because they don't know to this day what was Hitler injected to, and it's just yeah insane. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe his doctor had some, you know otherworldly powers i don't know he kept hitler going for a very long time so longer than i think that hitler should have been alive so i uh, agree you know what that's a bold statement but i agree he should have been yes, alive way you. less long than he did yes thank I, you i know it's a crazy so, idea but i happen to agree with you on that he should have died okay, sooner. Thank you. <laughs> so i don't know i think his doctor maybe had some powers i don't know i think amphetamines had a lot to do with it Dylan, well specifically joe is called pervitin and just mm-hmm. the uh, um, the Panzer chocolate or whatever they call it, uh, the Wehrmacht's uh, secret sauce, aka mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Um, and <laughs> get and, up and go, mommy's little helper. <laughs> yeah, go watch, go watch the videos of the nineteen what thirty nine Olympics, and Hitler's like, <laughs> like he's just like <laughs> yeah, fucked. A lot of them were because he was. It wasn't that he was on amphetamines. It was specifically because amphetamine. Any, anyone have Adderall here? I do. Um, like. <laughs> I mean, like, like it, I get it. I have it. Like to me, it's not illegal. And um, uh, it says my bottle Save. just says amphetamine. Um, so 
Yeah, it's not so like doesn't mean methamphetamine. That's a different kind. No, but it's pervitin a, is stimulant. Pervitin is methamphetamine. Gotcha. Hundred percent. The difference between Adderall and Hitler drugs is that Hitler and his troops in the army and everything else were actually taking meth. Yeah, like they were meth-powered army. That's what they were. So, so back to yeah. what Matt was saying about X. God knows what that was. I do mm-hmm. know that Hitler had a flatulence problem and you can trace <laughs> this is a fact. This isn't bullshit. Oh, I didn't know that. Really. Huh. He's a vegetarian, so you think his, his <laughs> diet would be more regular, but you know. I know, right? Yeah, he's a vegetarian, aka fiber. Um, Maybe he had some <laughs> nervous farts and he actually didn't like public speaking as much as it made seem. Hey, a lot of them don't, you know, but, but overall you can track where Hitler is based off of his bottles of fart meds. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Go watch Hunting Hitler in Argentina. They're like, hey, there's a lot of bottles of this one fart medication like, everywhere. And they're like, where he guy, would be. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's probably Hitler, but we don't know. Like, he might have escaped Germany because of Who all else the fart not only is diagnosed Gallons. with fart medication, but also can afford to keep buying it in Argentina. I mean, yeah, was- yeah, yeah. It's just a fascinating thing. So God, what, whatever X was, I mean, <laughs> if they were taking meth back 80 years ago, it could have been God knows what drug. Who has any idea? So what was crazy about the X was, you know, my main point was they didn't know what revived him. You know, he was supposed to die from this blast that happened. And I think it was Italy or Germany. I don't know. Right before yeah. he was supposed to meet, you know, Mussolini, like you said. Yeah. And, you know, this, this, his doctor just prescribed Monroe to him. It revived him. So I don't know. I think his doctor may, may have had some some weird powers that's yeah, my some witchcraft to like it. Yeah, some weird like potent homeopathic uh yeah wizardry um, that demonic shit back online it's crazy yeah craziness by powers unclean and unknown from beyond the pale who knows yep. you know how to get shit done I'll tell you that mm. yep. glad he's dead um <laughs> get him out I, you know, I, as much as it pains me to say, I, I respect the hell out of Rasputin a lot more than that guy. You know, yeah, which they a lot both of have a gift don't. of gab, but one of them used it a lot less lethally. Yeah, and he didn't uh, try to take over anything besides personal power, maybe. If besides you, Russia, what he did, yeah, right. Besides the I biggest think... land country in but the entire globe, it doesn't sound like he wanted to be the czar or be the yeah. No, Rasputin was a. Come on, Rasputin was a pussy in the Everybody end. He is you know? the head, though. I don't think he wanted to be the king. It's easier to be the worm tongue than the Saruman to bring that. That is yeah. a fact. That is definitely true. But yeah, also, no, that's, that, that, that's that, true. I mean, yeah. when I think of Rasputin, I think of worm tongue. It's like the same character to me. I know that yeah. no one loves him. But to me, but he's also, worm tongue. I, the Romanov, um, the, the, the male who was really um, the, the czar, czar Nicholas. Alexander. Or Nicholas. Nicholas. It's Nicholas. Um, he was son. wildly incompetent. So he he mm. just he just sought the advice of everybody. Um, yep. So that is also another thing as well is that like he was like, hey, tell me what to do. I don't know what do I do in this situation. I don't have the experience. I'm like 25 or whatever he was. Like it was not not good. That is the danger in being born into power, right? That some people just mm. they, they don't want to uphold it. Where if you have something like when people get elected into power, you're guaranteed everyone who gets elected is striving for power and wants responsibility and wants the commitment, which I think is kind of a fucked up version of it because everyone who gets voted for already loves power, which I don't like. 
I like voting the person in the room that you think is the most, the best manager of the group yeah. and making them yeah. do it, even if they don't want to. And if they don't want to do it even better, because that means they're going to do it the right way. Rather than the person who goes, I should be in charge. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know. You're not in charge then. The very fact that you want to be, it's so bad makes you think that you're not going to be great at it. But in monarchies and, you know, shit like that, you're just born into it. So people like Nicholas show up and then it sometimes happens that they're not the best king and they're more susceptible to other Outside. Hey, don't forget, King Tut was 16 when he died. So, just saying. <laughs> and he died in a skateboarding example. accident. Snapped his mm-hmm. head right off. Famous skateboarding accident um, at the van. He was trying park. to grind the entire Pyramid of Giza, and he Whole almost thing. made it. <laughs> yep. Almost. Yeah. So we close. didn't have cell phones then, so no one got footage of it. But the tails Damn. and hieroglyphs, it was like bird, so wheel, <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> rocket ship ufo yeah yeah of course yeah the the, the deep cuts yeah yeah. yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the horn and give our last uh final thoughts on wizards here Uh, do you want to start us off matt being our guest Oh yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, I think for me, when when I think about wizards, I honestly think I put myself in the perspective of um, someone that's trying to attain something, and a wizard comes along and kind of gives me guidance. You know, um, that's what I really like about wizards and stories and movies that I've watched and read. Is there are these characters that come along? And they give you, um, you know, perspective and guidance and um, just um, being able to allow you to attain certain things that you want to attain. And I I really like that about wizards. And that's why I've always been fascinated and researching and reading about and playing video games that involve wizards. And that's why I've always loved um, playing as wizards personally. Um, because they're these, yeah, these characters that kind of have a different perspective on, um, normal life as you would, you would say, I guess. I don't know if that's good enough. Oh yeah. That's, really good. that's a really, that's for succinct point. That's a good way Did I fuck up? No, <laughs> not even close. No, I, I, I'm just jealous. Cause it's like, I might just say that's what Matt said. Like I, I, I mean it. <laughs> well, you know, that's against the rules. You can't do that. But, uh, but no, that, that's very well said, Matt, because I don't really think of wizards that way. I went into this thinking like, oh, mm-hmm. wizards, you get the guy in the beard, the magic powers, all that stuff. But really within this conversation, it, it really stuck out to me that, yeah, it's more like a mentor and teaching you things in that sort of way. And it comes from that mm-hmm. base of uh, wisdom and wizard, mm-hmm. which Dylan brought up earlier, which he said that I said, but I never even fucking thought of the idea that those two went together so well, but obviously that's, that's where it comes from, right? That's, it's a good point. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's the, it's, yeah, it's the patience and the learning and willing to be part of it. It's almost like if you wanted to be a wizard to, to have magic and shoot lightning out of your asshole, you wouldn't be able to do it. It's the very journey and the, the patience mm. and learning that makes you capable in that way. You can't just put on a magic ring and become a super man or Ooh. a wizard or magic you have to it's the discipline and the learning that gets you there and that's why shit like harry potter sucks and lord of the rings rules <laughs> I, I, I agree magic. i agree <laughs> and you, got, you gotta time. learn your way episode now. one season one <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 adventure time. we didn't even bring up the witch or the ice king 
Ice King, another great wizard. Thank you. <laughs> want to make sure, I want to see if you would know, and it was the Ice King drum set. Good episode. God, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, the Ice King. Is that your is that your final thoughts on Wizards, Dylan? You think? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I agree with you guys both. Yeah, it's basically that that whole thing is that I have always thought of Wizards as this cool thing with magic and. You can learn to do this whole ideal and I want to be this powerful person, but I guess it really is more of like the, the teaching idea of it. And it's more like, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker and Yoda, man. Luke Skywalker goes in there. He goes, I already know how to use a lightsaber. I'm a, I'm a great pilot. What the fuck can you teach me that I don't already know? I only did this because my dead father figure told me I have to go here and learn from your stupid old ass. And when you first show up, he's this crazy little Muppet who's whacking him with a stick and asking for food. And you go, oh, this crazy old guy in the woods doesn't know shit about anything. Smash cut two. He's lifting an entire spaceship out of the swamp with the power of his mind. He goes, what do you think I was telling you this? Paraphrasing. What would I have been telling you this whole time, dickhead? I told you, you got to be patient. You got to clear your mind. You got to learn. You gotta, it's going to take a little while. And, you, and the very fact that you're putting your, your mind in your body through this experience is what attains that power. The wizards that exist in our world, I don't think have magical potions or any ability to change time or raise the dead i think what they have is that the x factor it's not in the syringe it's in the psyche which is that you become more powerful through your your patience and your learning than you could be without it and the very fact that you're giving your mind that space and giving mm. your whole life that little extra elbow room uh makes you mm. more powerful and wise more than anyone else and you going out and showing it off is not being a wizard. It's when people come to you and they're willing to learn that uh, you're willing to pass on that knowledge and yeah, and like any any good wow, that's a that's a sick way to put it. <laughs> that's <man>. awesome. <laughs> it's perfect, Joe. <laughs> Want to close it out? Let's close it out. I mean, I, I, I got nothing to say besides um, pretty much everything you guys said and that, uh, yeah, wizardry is is like martial arts. It's mm. the ability to withhold rather than to give in. Mm. And it takes time to be able to learn that discipline. And it is mm -hmm. a discipline because it takes, it's a, it's one of the only disciplines that isn't just achievement-based, it's age-based. So mm. um Another important factor that we didn't cover here yet is that there aren't any, you know, 29 year old wizards there. They're, they typically are up there because there's so much more that you can't even understand or predict. Um, right. Uh, that just comes with age. And that's, it's one of those things too. So um, it's a combination of everything we talk about with adversity builds strength at times. Adversity time equals strength. Adversity times like time equals strength as opposed to mm. just adversity equals strength or adversity plus discipline or adversity plus training or practice. It's like the ultimate. Mm. It's all those Jeez. combined. You got to have all mm. of it. Yep. You got to have all that. So that's my, that's my two cents on what I think of them. I think it's a good, a good thing. Oh. Right, that's it guys so we're it. wrapping this baby well, let's cast a, a spell on our audience here and uh give them the old sleeping spell that merlin had and shut their minds off on you do it up thank you so much for coming on matt i really appreciate oh, yeah. it.
coming on. I couldn't ask anybody better to come on and talk about Wizards with us. Oh, man. I really do appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. No, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I'm really uh, um, grateful that you guys would have me to talk about Wizards. You know, that's, that's really awesome. So thanks again. Yeah, and we'll 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 have you back. Um, nice, our, one of our favorite guests. We love having you on here. You jive favorite guest, yeah, Mr. Watt. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I tried to convince Angela co- to come on with me, but I mean, she's <laughs> on with her. She didn't like being in front of the camera, and she's at like a girls' weekend thing. So yeah, she's having fun. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next time. I'm glad to come on though, because. When yeah. you first told me you want to be on the podcast, I was psyched. I'm like, all right, great. We can get Matt on. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was pumped. I saw, I saw pictures of, of your guys' wedding and stuff like that. And I was like, we need to have that. Nice. Yeah, I can't believe, I mean, obviously it makes sense that you guys wouldn't have met yeah. until now, but I was like, I can't believe yeah. I talk about you all the time, Matt. And then Dylan's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's Angela's husband. He seems really cool. I'm like, oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. But he never got to meet you. So it's a cool version of doing that. Yeah. 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 No, this is something awesome. It's nice meeting you, uh, Dylan. And this, yeah, this has been really awesome to talk about wizards. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll have you back on soon. We, we, our nice. thing is having guests, and uh, nice. awesome. we can't wait to hear your perspective on all sorts of different things. So, oh, nice, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Want to bring us out, Dylan? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, so everybody, that's the, the Dylan and Joe uh, Basement Magic Wizard podcast with one of our favorite guests and leading experts on the topic, Matt Watton. And we'll see you guys next week. We're Dylan. And and I'm the sword from the <laughs> And we'll see you guys next week. And he's in the row in front of us, and he's kneeling down. And as soon as he goes to kneel down, like kneel right behind, and he just rips one super loud to the point where it wasn't like a squeak; it was like a. And we know it's him. And not only are we are we now losing our shit, trying not to laugh, he turns around and looks at us. He turned and looks. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, he's able to not laugh and just stare at us. <laughs> he's scolding you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking lost it. <laughs> Wait, Billy Crystal's Mike Wazowski? Wait a minute, you didn't even know that part? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys are like feeling really down and sometimes when you're down you want just like something depressing to watch, that's what you need to watch. That's not usually what I want to watch when I'm down. Well, no, sometimes you're like, I just want to like get, feel it more. Yeah, it's cathartic. You have to like break through the other side. Like I want to watch something fucked up. That's, that's what you should watch. I got that, yeah. Sucks. (laughs) Crazy story. This, so Hitler's personal doctor was <laughs> doctor i already Bro- like how it's <laughs> so far so, so speaking of wizards right. anyways yeah hitler, hitler. No, his doctor I think was, his his main doctor. doctor was i think you know his monroe doctor, or something like that wait 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 shut up so right before he was Real heroes don't do trucks. <laughs>